0: Uh, who we got here? Elliot Davis, how you doing? Larry Swoop What's going on, Andy Garrett? Man, we got a great show for you guys tonight. Todd Lengo, how are you? Zach Plank. Welcome everybody to another edition of Tackle Shop Live, where we talk fishing and we talk tackle and we talk tournaments and we talk everything fishing. My name is Mike Acord. This is George Acord. That is the <laughs> man, the myth, the legend, C.G. Gotwalt. How are you doing, C.G.? Good, man. I'm back. All right, man. He, he is back. I came in hot, man. Can't, there's, can't. Still, there's still a dust trail from Vermont <laughs> or New Hampshire
1: or wherever I was at in the past week. You know
0: what I mean? <laughs> it's glad, glad to have you back here, I'm glad, C.G. Man. And behind the camera is Cameraman Nick, how you doing, cameraman Nick? Doing good. Champion champion cameraman Nick, I should say. That's what I should say right there because Nick went out.
2: Champ is in the house.
0: To a big local tournament up there on uh, the Isaac Walton League tournament up on Blue Marsh Lake. And and, and the last time we talked from our last show, he was like, man, I don't know. I just, ah, my dad wants me to fish. I guess I'm going to go. I don't know. And him and the old Troy Rink, the captain himself, they went out and freaking whacked him. Big old bag. Ended up in first place. Won the tournament.
3: Winkster, what's going on with you, man? I'm telling you, you never know what's going to happen when you get out there. And, uh, you know, you are right. You said I kind of had to get drug out there a little bit. Yeah. But once... Once I was on that boat, it's game on. You guys it, know how it, it is. It clicked in, man. Oh, it's, the juices started flowing. That's right. That's right. And, uh, you know, it, it was a fun time. Anytime you get to fish, you know, for me, I get to fish with my dad. I can't ever turn that down. And we always, not always, but usually make good things happen. So.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I tell you, you guys really put on a show and uh,
3: you were up against some stu- tough competition and you came out on top with almost 18 pounds. It was right around 17, yep, yeah. uh, 17 pounds, which we threw a lot of people for a loop because we're known as smallmouth fishermen at the lake, and we uh, come in with a bag of all largemouth, <laughs> and it was like, hey, we can do both. We can do both. That's right. <laughs> That's
0: right. Yeah, we don't, hey, with that, you're not one way. You're not one way, Wink. <laughs> That's not. Well, he's not one way, He's wink. not Wink, one <laughs> way, <laughs> Wink. <laughs> he can catch them big, he can catch them small, he can catch them brown, and he can catch them green. At all, well, you guys
3: are right. I mean, there's a lot of good competition out there. You know, tournaments are in full force right now everywhere you go, and uh, people are, are, are doing a good job putting fish in the boat. And you know, some of these lakes are not easy. Yeah, and, and you know, guys still find a way, and, and that's always exciting to see. Well, it's a pressured these pressured lakes like the one you fished. You know, it's tough for everybody,
0: and and to, and to put a put a pattern together that works, and and to do your plan, and 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 capitalize on it. It's always so rewarding at the end of the tournament. I mean, you know, you made the right decisions. So, congratulations, Nick. Hey, thanks. Guys. And congratulations to you, Troy Wink, because yeah. you're the captain, and we know it. Absolutely. We know you were the captain. You're the man. So, uh, speaking of tournaments, guys, uh, coming up here in, a, in, I think, about eight days or so, we are opening the registration for the Susquehanna Fishing Tackle, SFTTackle.com, Summer Slam Tournament, Our annual tournament this year is going to be on May the 15th down at Anchor Marine on the upper bay of the Chesapeake Bay. Um, And it's it's just one of our great events that we do. It's a big tournament. It's very unique in that um, our entry fee is a buy-in of $250 of Tackle. And that tackle is our sponsors: Shimano, G Loomis, Jackal, and Power Pro. So you can buy two hundred fifty dollars of any of that tackle, rods and reels, tackle line. Anything they make. Anything they make that we stock, you can. Their clothing, we got great clothing from them. You can, anything. You can, yeah, anything that they make. They, uh, it's for you know, you, it's it's part of your entry fee. So um, this is a great event for people who. We're thinking about fishing tournaments and don't really know a lot about tournament fishing and want to get into tournament fishing, but they just ah, laying out that money for a donation, you know that kind of talk is taken out of the equation because everyone wins. Corbin got
1: I love this tournament. Yeah, I mean this one comes out every year, and uh, you know with guiding a lot now, I don't I don't fish as many tournaments as I used to, but there's several that I just circle on the calendar and I'm like. Uh Uh-huh. I got to get me in that one. That's right. This is one, and there's a
0: couple others. This is one you just got to get in. Exactly, and you fish it out of a jet boat.
1: I fish it out of a jet boat. Um, You know, what's really cool is every single year, there's somebody that comes up to, whether it's you guys or me, and they say, hey, this is my first tournament, and they're walking away, not just with their entry fee, but maybe with, like, a check, or maybe it's with, uh, you know, you guys do a great job of dispersing the overall prize money. Yeah, and uh, you know I'll never forget the day there was somebody that showed up with like a bass tracker with like a twenty horsepower motor. You yeah, know, like, like from Lake Marburg, a little bit of lake around here. Yeah, and they got a check, and they remember they looked at us. They're like, "We got a check," and they're like sitting there looking at eighty, ninety thousand dollar rangers, <laughs> and they're like, "Man, we can do this!" A- you know? Absolutely,
0: absolutely. And, we, lo- we love we yeah. love seeing that. We love seeing the guys sh- showed up, showing up in all the different rigs. And and first timers. And that's what it's all about. And George and I, uh, you know, working with uh, Shimano uh, uh, and those great people over there, um, Patrick Latham and Chris Beeler, you know, they saw what we saw and they got all in on it. And and without their support, we couldn't do this this um, this tournament because they really they really do support us well with this. And the big thing is, is we're going to pay out ten thousand dollars. Wow, total total payout of at cash. least at least ten thousand dollars and cash uh,
2: cash money cash money and show, show me the cash.
0: And then everybody still gets to keep what they bought for the entry fee, so it's a win win for everybody. And I just wanted to bring that up one more time. I'm going to talk about it every week from here on out because it's a really great event. Um, the entry is going uh, to the, the the opening of the entry is going to start April fifteenth, and you're going to be able to go online, download an application. And, uh, and, and send it back to us electronically, hopefully. We're going to have that all set up for electronic uh, entries. Um, and we're going to go over some more specific rules next week on how to register to make it easy and faster at registration this year. We're going to try to get everybody to work together and, and make it a lot smoother because that was one area where we, where we do struggle at is registration. So we're going to try to get a preliminary, a lot of the preliminary work done ahead of time. So it's just checking in in the morning and you guys are rolling and everybody's happy and there's no waiting time, you know. So um, we'll get into that. We'll get into that next week. are just trying not to piss old
1: Freddie off. Yeah. Another thing I
3: remember is last year after the event was over and everybody's standing around and all the weigh-ins done. All of a sudden, these boxes of tackle come out. It yeah. just starts raining tackle. It's like oh, yeah, it's we do close. a
0: great tackle toss every year. We do all kinds of crazy yeah. stuff at that. Um, we, we have
2: we we gave we we did some tackle, yeah, last year on that tackle toss. I mean, we had yeah we uh, people basically got tired of throwing the tackle out and yeah. they just basically took the remaining part of the boxes and just threw them out. Yes, <laughs> it was awesome. Everybody
0: walks. walks away with tackle, and then this year we're going to do a raffle. For a, a nice rod and reel combo from uh, Shimano or G, and, G, and or G Loomis. Uh, maybe a combination of both. Might be both. And uh, everybody's going to have a shot. Every entry is going to get a shot at winning that.
2: Free raffle.
0: Uh, free raffle. Yeah, it's a free raffle. That's that's important to put out there. So that is, com- that is coming up. Uh, look for uh, a lot of emailing and a lot of Summer face- slam. Facebook stuff. SummerSlam. Uh, stuff coming through the yeah. through our uh, social media. And uh, for all you new new listeners, um, new people signing on here, get on our all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, and share and like it with your friends. That helps us out immensely. and with And we appreciate that very much. Um, so let's get this show going. I mean, we're talking uh, – we're going to talk some what? we we going to talk about that tournament? We're right, going to talk
2: – we're gonna talk some tournament talk.
0: Yeah, we're gonna get into some tournament talk. We're gonna do yeah. that right now. How you doing, Leland Hansford? Mark Pappy Pappy. Pappy. Mark Pappy Ulchi. We'll
2: have a we'll have an info sheet out, Mark, on the on the tournament and we'll be going over it for Yeah. For, for days on end. Yep, absolutely. So,
0: you guys, you, if you guys get on our social media, we'll have it all broke down for There'll you. Start of Starting uh, a, a couple of days before the 15th, so you guys will know what's going on. Just got to make sure you get on our social media platforms and and, uh, and turn your, your what do they call that? Uh, uh, alerts. Alerts. Turn your alerts Notifications. on. Notifications and alerts and stuff like that, because that's how you're going to know what's going on uh, with all that stuff. So... Man, we got uh, – we talk, just talked tournament talk with uh, uh, Nick Wink and, and uh, him and his dad Troy won that tournament, and now we got a big event going on, um, the BASS Elite on Chickamauga, and our boy uh, GDP, mm-hmm. son, man, he went out and freaking whacked him. He's sitting in 12th place right now. He is. And um, he scared the hell out of us all day long. All I saw was three pounds on the board forever. And then he started catching them, and he did what he, what he always does. He whacked them, whacked a big old bag, and he's sitting really pretty for going into day two. So yeah. we're super, super ultra excited for Greg. Everybody, uh, keep Greg in your, in your thoughts and prayers and, and uh, cheer him on as you go throughout the day tomorrow. What is going on with this tournament, George?
2: Well, you know, there are a lot of crying poor mouth, you know, how tough it is, woe <laughs> is me, lakes down, sonar tables off. Temperature's up, wind's down, <laughs> you know, all kinds of issues. But every, but everybody caught, like, a butt ton of fish. The, the weights are down. I mean, you know, let's look at the top five here real quick. Uh, Carl Jockamson is in first place with 24-12. That's a hammer bag he right must there. must have him on a glide. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good bag of fish.
0: Okay. I mean, old Jakobson, man. That is. Now, he lives there.
2: He moved down there. He uh, relocated. Oh. Once he decided to plant roots. uh, He lives down that area? Yeah, him and his wife bought a a farm on the lake. Oh. So, he fishes the lake a lot. So, he's kind of a local. Uh, uh, We got a Japanese guy (laughs) who made his first start. Or this is his first season on the elites. Yeah, um, they call him D Style. D
0: Style. D Style. <laughs> I like that name.
2: He's got he's got a bait company over in Japan called the D Style Lure. Ah. um, uh, Aoki. Ah. He led all day today yep. until the very end. He he weighed twenty three twelve. Wow. So wow. So another big bag of fish. A lot of sight fishing going on.
0: I saw that. Uh, I saw some of that today.
2: There's some guys throwing some some big swim baits, but it's you know, these fish are like dying to go to the bank. But the lake's down, and you know, when your lake is drawn down, it really hampers the the the, the, the forward movement of the fish. Yeah. Um so They were you know,
0: fishing in some f- Dirt, shallow water, man. If, yeah, if, well, if you,
2: as the day wore on.
0: Yeah, if you saw some of those guys in the afternoon, man, they were leaving mud trails everywhere they went with their trolling motors. I mean, well, they're, they're catching them. And it's
2: s- going to get cold s- tonight.
0: Super shallow water.
2: It's going to get cold tonight. I don't know. Those fish,
0: you know, they're getting locked in there. They may they may not go anywhere. They're just going to be tough to catch. Right. right. Yeah.
2: So, in third place, we got on them, Matt Robinson. <laughs>
0: 20, <laughs> on them.
2: twenty one thirteen. The only
0: stick power was working, baby. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Good bag of fish. Now, I don't know how he's going to be tomorrow because he's going to the Whiskey Myers concert tonight. Ah, And after weighing, he said he's going to party till about 1 a.m. and then see what tomorrow brings.
0: <laughs> you know what, though? He'll come out shining like a rose tomorrow, man. Yeah, he will. That's the way that boy rolls.
2: Well, Whiskey Myers is uh, in town putting oh, on wow. a concert. Wow. Um, he's all know, in on that. He's not going to miss they're, that. They're, no matter what. They're, they, they sponsor... Um, uh, an elite angler, Lee li, Livesey, Livesey. Oh. Livesey. Oh. I'm sorry if I butchered your name, which so apparently li- I did.
0: Lee's not going to be worth anything tomorrow either.
2: <laughs> yeah, well. Because you know he's got to go. <laughs> and, and they kick it pretty good. So, Autumn's going to be uh, rocking out till about 1 a.m., and then he's going to go try to get another 21 pounds tomorrow. And then our good friend from Virginia, Jacob Porosnick. Oh he's yeah. He's in fourth place with twenty one even.
0: Wow, Jacob Prosnick. So, I what, mean, yeah, it's, what a hammer.
2: It's, apparently it's pretty tough. Everybody has 20 pounds.
0: And GDP is in twelfth with 18. So 18, I mean five. He's right there, man.
2: And then after him, it's just this trickle down effect of like, you know, 17, 17, 16, 16, 15, 15, and then like 30 11s, and then yeah. like twenty tens and yeah. then like fifty nines. Yeah. Uh and three zeros. Oddly enough, Brian knew. That's what shocked me. Wow. Now, that's usually indicative of mechanical failure. Yeah. Didn't make the way in. Oh. You know, your boat blew up, you're, you're you're you 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 went back into like some kind of twilight zone area and they couldn't get to you to get you out of there? Oh. Or you were so far off the map that nobody was there to give you a ride in? Oh yeah. And you just Forfeit your catch. That's probably what happened there. It'll be but,
0: interesting uh, to find out what that story is all about.
2: You know what else was interesting? A lot of these big fish, and I, I, I watched, uh, I watched some some photo libraries of D Style landing one of his sevens on a spinning rod. A lot of <laughs> these big fish are being caught on a spinning rod.
0: Yeah, they're wacky, doing a ton of wacky rigging. Well,
2: you know, and we talked about the wacky. Yeah. Oh, was it last week or the week before? You know, and and when you're this whole entire spring spawning season, I mean, Nico and Wacky, yeah. You know,
0: absolutely, you got to have that a ton up. of guys doing yeah. that.
2: Uh, so and down. on
0: the cold front, you know, because we had so many cold fronts and yeah, and the water temperatures were up and down. You know that that's you know that finesse worm, that whole deal. You know, we talked about that last week on our show. Yeah, you know, that all that stuff becomes a big player because it's it's finesse fishing. Yeah.
2: Yeah, pretty good stuff. Um, so, tomorrow's day two. They're blasting off, I think it's 7 or 7.30. I think it's 7. They blast off
3: at 7. It might be 7.30. Don't quote me on that.
0: Ben DeBuckhunter says that Brian New just stunk it up. That's what he said on Facebook.
3: He huh? zero all day when they were doing the updates, but not always, like George said, not always do you know. Yeah. But well, yeah, they zero. don't really – if they don't have a
2: Marshall, you know – Greg had three pounds all day. You know, so if you don't have a marshal, you're not going to really stop and put your fish in, at least
0: on- What's up, Logan Schellenberger? Rod's in the house. How you doing, buddy? Greg Plank, good to see you today, Greg. Trenton Carey, like I said, Ben the Buck Hunter just checked in. Leland Hansford is always here. Thank you guys for stopping by. Um, what else you got, George?
2: Well, it's a great tournament for us to continue to follow because um, of the – Different strategies that are being employed for spawning fish and pre spawn fish. Yeah. You know, I watched uh, Buddy Gross a lot today, and I watched Buddy Gross a lot in every tournament this year, primarily because Buddy Gross has been catching fish nonstop all year. Yeah. He's got won a camera a in his
0: boat all the time. Won a tournament. Yeah.
2: He, and we talk about this all the time on this show, all the time. He yo yo's a Spro Aruku shed. 99% of his life.
0: <laughs> I don't think he does 99% of his Wanna life. Bet? i does. bet
2: you when he's out on his mower cutting the grass, he's like. <laughs> I mean, he is a
0: he pro
2: a Ruku, yo-yoing machine. Yeah. He said, I ain't even going to the bank. I'm fishing for pre's and posts, mostly pre's. And when, and when I'll tell you what, when he hooks a good one on that sprow, it's a good one. It's game on. He got a good one. I watched him catch a 5 What would, what, what did
0: they say about him that he had one tied up in a tree? He lost a big one he in a tree. He lost a big one, yeah. Yeah, in yeah, a tree.
2: Yeah. But uh How, where's he
0: at? What did he end up with?
2: I didn't get on that far.
0: Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> you know what's interesting, George, and everybody here. This time of year with the elites and with what we have up here, it seems to be the best time to me for tournament fishing because there's so many more variables that are thrown in you got fish at pre-spawn spawn yeah spawn then you're throwing in rain low water conditions muddy water yeah and it really makes everybody have to adjust whereas you get you know in the summertime yeah. you got ledges you got yeah fish deep this is a, a really neat time of year oh
0: it, it it is and 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 you said that exactly what what happens this time of year is you have to adjust and it's you know, and we as fishermen know how difficult it is because you had fish doing this in practice, and then all of a sudden that goes away, and, you, and, you know, we just stick with that thing instead of a, trying to adjust because it's in our head. Can't get it out, and it's so hard to do. So it's these guys, when, when they make these adjustments, and they're moving around, and they're changing up, and all of a sudden, you know, they start getting them. It's just so impressive to me, you know, how they make that decision-making on the water and, how mental the game really is, you know, when you look at it. And well, it really shines through this time of year.
2: Um, you know, I've, I, ever since the beginning of Tackle Shop Live, you know, the tournament talk segment was, was like, motivated by learning from what's happening basically as we're, as we're talking. And, you know, again, that of course, we're tournament junkies. We like to talk to the, the stats. Yep. You know, we like the stats. We like the play of the week, you know. Yeah. This is like kind of like a crossover on that. But, you know, we we all are learning so much by studying these tournaments. And, you know, the first quarter of the year, every circuit that we watch, it's all pre-spawn and spawn. So, you're getting a massive dose of that. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. So we're seeing we're seeing fish that are pulling up, fish that are backing off. Fish that are spawning, fish that are done spawning, guys that are targeting specific groups, but the most uh, consistent—no, the most in-your-face thing for me is how we how we always talk about yo-yo and lipless baits. And the most in-my-face thing is this, buddy Gross. <laughs> Just, is has got his he's all, seven seven foot three medium heavy Fitzgerald rod yeah with his Aruku shad and he is a Aruku shad stroking machine he's just yo yoing that thing and showing everybody the power of that yeah and the funny thing is nobody else is doing it yeah he is so focused on those big prees or in the case of the Harris chain. Big post spawners. Yeah, I mean, let's not forget he he won the Harris Chain fishing in three to five foot of water yo yo in the same exact bait. Yeah, pulling it up the hill. Yeah, and catching fish that were moving in and out. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, if you're not yo yoing cool a lipless bait, if you might want to well, check yourself. If
0: you're not yo yoing a list, uh, a lipless bait, this is your first time on Tackle Shop Live because we talked about it. All 9, year long, thousand
3: <laughs> times. You know, it's funny, George. As you talk about Buddy Gross, Buddy Gross is going to bed tonight, hoping that it gets super cold tonight. Yes, and everybody else is like, "No, we want it to warm." Yeah. You know? Well, and that's yeah. what
2: he said. Uh, you know, to Zona in the in the pre-launch interview, that on their day off, he's like, "Man, I wish a." Freaking cold front would come in here and slam this lake in the face, <laughs> because where I'm, what I'm doing is where they're gonna back off till. Yeah, and I'm catching them backing off and trying to come up. And he he said this morning, he said I'm I'm all in. I might not even catch a limit today. Yeah, but, but he said if I do,
0: I I saw some of the water he was fishing. It's and it seemed like he was these little subtle points that. I guess they tapered off pretty quickly. They did or look like they were taping it off yeah, quick. Yeah, they yeah. were these little bitty points. And his boat was in. And they, I guess, what he was doing, throwing out and bringing it up.
2: Yeah, well, well,
1: that guys, was cool. I'd like to chime in on this. Yeah, because for those of you that do not know, Buddy Gross is right where he needs to be. He's got five fish for fifteen eight. Oh, not a bad start to day one. He no. sits right behind John Cox. Oh yeah. So, uh, you know what? To what George's point saying. I mean, Yo-Yo and that Aruku might just get him another check, possibly another top ten. So,
0: well, um, I mean, it's if it's he comes, technique, he can you know any of these guys can weigh a twenty pound bag tomorrow.
2: Yep. Any of the guys that weighed a twenty pound bag today can weigh nine pounds. Yeah, tomorrow. exactly. Especially exactly. If they don't
1: need to glide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: so, I mean, it, it's a it's a it's a high a high reward situation in the way he fishes spawning season, but you know. Let's Pay attention to yo yo and these lipless cranks, man. Yeah, you know, and there's and my that's just one of my favorite cold water te- techniques. Well, we to were out about it to, to the end,
0: I know. We were out, um, on our, on our local river. Me and George were able to sneak out, uh, this past Sunday, and it goes to what you were saying, Nick. You know, the Plus water we had a
2: special guest with us,
0: yeah, we had a special guest, uh, our- <laughs> the flip flop man himself, yeah, and honest to god, he was in flip flops and it was cold. And then,
2: and it, it got
0: it got real warm, and we were starting to take clothes off. And then this giant front comes through, and it rained like like hell, like it just poured down rain. We then we had to get back into to the to the rain gear, and then then it got cold, and it was a cold rain. But uh, the water temperature had dropped from the last time we were out ten degrees, so wow. we we were fishing in some seriously cold water, and so we went to where we kind of left them off last time and we weren't getting bit at all. And, um, you know, you had, you, you, you know, you had to change up, you had to make some decisions. Uh, and then we caught a fish right at the boat as we, as the crankbait, you know, we, I started throwing the crankbait cause this is the year of the crankbait for Mike, you know that, <laughs> right? So I'm, I'm throwing the crankbait a lot. And I bring the crankbait up on George's, uh, request. He said, put this crankbait on. And he gave me a DT eight, Correct. In uh, Howler Red or something. What was that thing? Red Crawl. Red Crawl. And um, I brought it off the bottom. It hit me. It fa- I felt it tip and it started making it swing up. And as soon as it made it swing up, you know, bam, I set the hook. I was in a nice chunk, you know. And right away we were like, man, we're too close. We got to back out. So we took the boat and we slid out to where we were casting kind of like, like where the boat was sitting, basically. Maybe we were casting a little bit further in. And. Started to just every crack em. six or eight casts, somebody would boom, boom catch one, you know, and we started cracking them down through there. But, you know, making that change to the crankbait, making that change, they wouldn't hit anything slow. It was just they were scattered. It was it was making long drifts.
2: Well, I mean, it's a, and, there's a learning point there because our last two trips that we fished were after a major cold front. And yeah. both times our fish were backed off. Yeah. Better fish. Yeah. I mean, we were catching little fish. But the bigger fish were backed off. Yeah, and the best way to catch them was on a reaction strike. Yeah, and the best way to do that because of extreme wind and and, and the watercolor conditions and was the watercolor
0: it, it definitely was.
2: And you know between, I mean between a chick magnet, a DT eight, an uh, uh, OG slim. Yeah, um, uh, you know we're covering the chick magnets running like. Five foot, the DT8s running like seven, eight foot. Yeah,
0: that was digging the bottom pretty the good. OG Slim is you were, running. You were throwing the OG Slim OG, six.
2: I think the OG Slim six runs deeper than a DT8.
3: I agree. I'm uh, just
2: gonna say, hmm, really? Yeah. Now yeah. the the chick magnet runs as advertised. I was able to actually catch that on the on the live scope. And you can see, trace the arc of it, and it was hitting five to six foot every time. Yeah. That was it. Five, closer to five, and that was on 10-pound line. So, the chick magnet's a little shallower. Mm-hmm. The DT-8, the OG, the OG Slim, the, the Octafo OG Slim, which is an OG-6. Yeah. It runs the same depth as a DT-8.
0: I was gonna I was to say you were banging the bottom and hanging up about as much as I was. Yeah, you know, we, were, we were grind, we were grinding it pretty hard on the bottom. But that's I think that
2: That's how you caught the better fish. That's how
0: the better fish were hitting on that on it's that. It's kinda deflection. like a buddy
2: gross mentality. Yeah. I mean targeting bit, bigger fish yeah. with moving baits, yeah. and they don't and call reaction them. strikes. And it's proven. But I mean, they don't one of call the up George you, gross for nothing. Yes, <laughs> <just> right. <laughs> One of the things I mean that's 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 it's a proven. T- look what you did in your turn. Right.
3: But one of the things I want to tell the <laughs> listeners out there and the viewers is George and Mike don't like to take credit for anything, and one of the pieces of the story that they're not hitting on enough is that little subtle hint. Yeah. That that fish gave you. Yeah. That was two weeks in a row. You told me the story yes. the week before. Yes. And both times you and George got a hint. Yeah. And most anglers would be like, well, we just picked up a fish. Yeah. But that told you guys, guess what? Game on. Let's back up. Let's do this. And you start whacking them.
0: Yeah. And and we all started catching them. Like, like you know, we, we finally talked uh, Joey, our illustrious uh, uh, flip-flopper, to change up because he was <laughs> dead set on this chatterbait bite you know this orange what what was that thing that was like
2: that was the curl. that was the <laughs> they don't eat it chatterbait that color. was the most
0: un- hideous looking thing you ever seen in your life it was homebrew and he would not get off it. and we finally talked him into tie and went on and he tied went on and he started catching them right away i mean it was like
2: well and the interesting thing is we were fishing with another good friend of ours who was in his boat and we were following him down the bank and he was he was in And fishing real thorough, because it was a miserable, rotten day.
0: It was. It was horrible.
2: The water temperature had plummeted. The weather was absolutely atrocious. Once that wind started, it was
0: terrible. Terrible. So we
2: followed him down the shoreline, and, and he even pointed it out. He said, you know, it was so disheartening to watch you guys catch six or seven fish where I had one bite. And he said, you were out. On on a deeper, rockier, chunkier bottom, and yeah. and you know that was just like what Buddy Gross is doing. I mean, it's so tied into this tournament. It's not yeah, Ch-
0: Trenton, uh, the Fritz side was talked about. Oh, we throw it a lot uh, during that drift down through there, and and um, but George really wanted to get an, a feel for the OG series of baits, especially that that six. And uh, I wanted, and and he want, wanted me to fish the, the DT8, so we got a good feel for what that bait's like, you know. Yeah.
2: Uh, Plus, a, I'm not going to cut one off that they're eating sideways. Yeah, but mouth. we
0: could have we could have very easily we could have very easily picked up that five, uh, fritz side, and probably caught fish on Absolutely. that thing because that thing's a badass crankbait. Absolutely bait. badass crankbait. The
2: problem that and I'm we having and we is, throw that a lot, you know. Here we, we go. The problem I'm having is we got the fritz side. Yeah. We got Check the DT-6, 8, 10, the uh, OG-6, yeah. the OG-tiny. I yeah. don't like the DT-4. Oh, I don't gosh. like it. Oh. Uh, so now I'm up to like 11 crankbait boxes in my boat, right? Yeah. And I actually, it's like they're labeled up by the brand names. Are, um, and you because know they're all, all those baits that I mentioned are Freaking fish catching yeah. man.
3: And, I've been throwing at that OG a little bit, and I don't know if you can agree with this, but that thing comes through cover pretty dang good. The six. Yes.
2: It does. Um, it, snags on, it snags on some rock, but you can pop it free. It right. does.
0: It comes out real, real it easy. Pops, right.
2: It pops free real good. You know? I noticed that
0: with that um, DT-8, too, because you know, of the balsa. And,
2: and one thing I'd like to point out to everybody, you know, if you're going to be a contact cover cranker or if you're going to be a buddy gross <laughs> <Contact>. <laughs> lipless popper yeah you're going to get snagged a lot all day yeah. long and the two things i can recommend to you one is getting really good at you know some people call it the boomerang technique some people call it popping your bait free the river snap yeah get real good at loading loading your rod having a having an arm loaded line out here in your hand load your rod, load the rod real hard. And then what I want you to visualize in your head is like rolling a garden hose out in your yard. Yeah. And when you pop your wrist on your rod and simultaneously pop that line, the, the, the stretch in that line and that, and that motion of that rod causes a recoil and your line kind of
0: Shoots shoots down there. What's it's that?
2: It's what's almost that? like cracking a whip. It recoils.
0: It recoils. Yeah, yeah.
2: It recoils and it it and, and your bait pops free. Yeah. And as soon as your bait pops free, do not get ready. Yeah, do not like <laughs> if you're just don't just rip it back into the get, boat because
0: get ready, boys. <laughs> the whole time you
2: were down there causing a ruckus,
0: then some bitches are looking at then it.
2: Boys are looking at <laughs> they this great fish it. in distress, uh, and they're getting yeah. ready to whoop some ass. And that bait <laughs> pops out of there, and you go crank, crank, boom. So crank, you got to get, boom. you got to yeah. get real good at popping your bait free. Yep. You got to get yourself some uh, SFT plug knockers. Yeah. That you just clip on your line and drop down. They're like ninety-nine percent effective, and you got to retie a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the the fourth aspect of that, you got to check your hooks because. If oh you're yeah. on rock, it just it just, dulls those hooks over. It dulls them quick. terrible. So and that is, uh, that's a lot of like the Buddy Gross way of life. <laughs> I mean, we're channeling yeah. our any inner Buddy Gross here. Oh my god! So so basically, George,
1: instead of yo-yoing your rattle trap, you're just grinding your crankbait down, stopping, letting it back up. So you're getting that same thing, dude. I'm just but telling you, glass, composite.
0: Look, I mean, yes. Yeah. I knew, I knew it. Well, we we uh
2: we're we on a major crankbait We are. We
0: we are throwing journey. Uh,
2: we're we're traveling a journey right now.
0: We're throwing uh uh carbon crankers. We're throwing carbon graphite. Yeah, we're throwing throwing uh full, full carbon graphite. crankbait rods. We're throwing full S-glass Yep. glass rods and we're throwing the new hybrid glass uh and and um uh, carbon.
2: Yeah. We're throwing them all.
0: So, you know, we have...
2: And we're going to add a couple more to our stable because we're throwing... Right now, we're throwing uh, St. Croix Legend Glass. Yep. Yep. We're throwing St. Croix Victory Carbon Crankbait Rod. Yep. Medium medium Heavy Moderate. Yep. We're throwing Shimano... Um. What's, uh, the, what's the what's the glass rod from... Uh, Zodius. The Intenza. Intenza. Yep. We're throwing the Shimano Intenza glass. Yep. The Zodius, which is a graphite and glass top secret blend. Yep. yep. It's not a composite. Um, we're also going to add a Corrado, which is a yep. similar composite. I mean, uh, similar graphite glass. And we're going to spend the rest of this year... Yeah. With just crankbait rods Everywhere. hanging out of every corner of the boat. Yeah. Trying all different rods with all different depth crankbaits and we're gonna keep reporting back. I'm
0: never tying a plastic bait on again.
2: Every week we're gonna have I'm a, done. We're gonna have what's gonna be called the crankbait diary every week. <laughs> so George,
1: being as I fish with you guys a lot, just letting you know. I just wanna let you know what I invested in. I got a new net for this year. Uh uh. Yep. Why did you get rid of the old one? I didn't get rid of the old one, but it's finally getting to the point where it's getting brittle. And, ah, like breaking through. and ah. I was like, I need to have two in the boat, one to throw in the trees and Great one to one scoop one plastic. Yeah. Yep. There.
0: yeah, one to throw in the trees. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, I have that video and I'm going to get that to Nick. Yeah. And I want to have him put that up. That was the funniest thing yeah, in the that, world.
2: The, the white, the clear one. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This is right up your alley, Corbin. Oh, yeah. So this is the Corbin net, basically. If yep. you're
2: going to be a cranker. Or if you're going to channel your inner Buddy Gross. <laughs>
1: <laughs> who can't use a nail on the elites, by the <laughs> way. And yo-yo yeah.
2: a Aruku, which we highly recommend. Yeah. We also highly recommend rubber nets. Yeah. And we have been a long-time sales of the Freybill brand. Right. And they've completely redone their whole net thing. They
0: the the one they had was a was a dipped a, we dipped, have it. a dipped nylon net which was Wait, a great net.
2: Uh second sec, that one you we're, we're going to get Nick. Yeah,
0: that's a great net. It's that's it's That's not
2: really that's not really a that's like a call that's called a conservation crankbait net. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it's called. Is it yeah. really? But is
0: not that dipped though?
2: That's uh, kind of its own material. That's a conservation crankbait. I think net. It's a dip that's thing. it's called a conservation crankbait net.
0: Yeah. So, th- this is a great net. This is one we've been using. This is a pure rubber. And now this is that pure rubber, and it's a shallow net, and it, and it's a new design for Well, that.
2: this is a 17 by 19. This is a this is a 20, 20 by, by 23. 23. And, and you notice I need that have, one. That's the one I need, Nick, You notice for my they fish. have the square bottoms on them, okay? I, ha- I, so, d- I need the big basket. You know, the fish is, is more, it's not, the fish isn't folded in half like a taco with the square bottoms. Right. And your hooks don't get tore up in there they so do, they don't if you're going to if you're going to do and follow the crankbait life with us this year you might want to get yourself a
0: crankbait net a
2: crankbait net
0: because I'm telling you you start using them nylon nets I remember me and, me and George one time Nick and Corbin this was right I'll down say, I'll say this was right down in front of your your cabin Corbin
1: don't be talking about cranking on my pets. we were uh, oh yeah
0: and there's that too Nick
2: you were you were still shitting in your diapers when we won this tournament <laughs> yeah. oh that means the mayor was probably watching <laughs> yeah, you
0: the mayor was watching there's a, and that's a plug uh, for getting your plugs back this is the old the old uh, gray, gray yeah. bill telescoping pole that you can
2: uh, well that's that's really good for an umbrella rig. Here you go Nick. Here you go Nick.
0: She
1: goes out to what 25 15 30, 15.
0: Look at this bad boy Nick <laughs> 15 footer baby and yep. you can you can reach right down there dip
2: around. Well, the little the, getting, little, the little, the little, the little SFT little pocket rocket's a little easier yeah, to use. Yeah,
0: and, and then you can
2: do the pocket rocket.
0: This you is get good. right on top of your bait, yeah, clip but it this on your one, line, and let it go. Th- this one right here, if, if you guys cr- are cranking uh, deep, uh, no, if you're cranking trees, this is a tree one. This this gets it out of the wood really nice. Yeah, much better than the pocket. <laughs> so rocket. does not your, necessarily. George. Well, I, I, George. I, I, I'm I, just I'm just saying that that's what that's, that's really good That's
1: really for. good
2: for an umbrella rig. But what about the – don't you have the David Fresh retriever? Well, I mean, oh, I, yeah. I try we not to get too. those out because they're such a pain dropping the rope down and everything. I like that little <laughs>
0: slide down. No, Corbin's got that down very, very good. That's true. Yeah. Um,
1: so, so one thing I wanted to mm. ask you guys, you know, you're talking about all these crankbaits. Yeah. You forgot to talk about the Little John box, man. You're doing all these flat side, and you, you, you're leaving old Cruz's Little John out of the mix, man. It's too many. I know.
0: It's just too I many. We, we, we've thrown, uh, we've thrown There's those. There's a whole
2: box of Little Johns. Well, don't worry. <laughs> we're,
0: don't worry. We're, we're going to be busting those out. You know, I have those colors uh, I earmarked for a certain type of a uh, situation. And and uh, me and George, we're, we're thinking about making a rundown to um, the Potomac this weekend. Potomac at and uh oh. Well, you can crank that and do well this time of year down there. Oh, um, cranking
2: way. grass is deadly this yeah. time of the year. Yeah, we can
0: go down there and do do some of that, but we we're thinking about going down there. Where was I going with it?
2: We were talking about crankbaits,
0: Little John. Oh, Little John, and that's a great, great. I got I, I use that in that grass a lot down there. Yeah, so some of those, you know, that that hog pen color or pig pen color, and the and the um, cellmate, 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 and pig pen.
2: Ah. I kind of don't mind the spring crawl pattern myself. No, that's a good of one. Of
0: but I, that's a good one. Can't roll
2: out the old fire tiger. That's a good if one. it ain't red or orange? Uh, not necessarily. What about
0: fire tiger, bro? We threw the hell out it of fire tiger or orange, up on the river. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sunday? Yeah. Couldn't get bit. Could not get did you bit. Throw, did you throw Georgia's secret fire tiger? With I the, threw old school, baby. I was I, hey. damn right. I threw the bomber, the oh. 6A oh. fire tiger bomber, which I thought was going to whack him. They wouldn't
3: touch it. So Mike, it's early in the season. Yeah but is your confidence going up with that crankbait yet or
0: Oh, I'm a whole new man with the crankbait. <laughs> you ask George, man. I got <laughs> I'm a whole new man. I had one, I had one really good day on the crankbait and I had a decent day on the crankbait.
2: And and, and, and listen up, people. We've been catching we've been doing me and Mike and, yeah. and me and Mike and special guest Joe have been yeah. cranking miles of water. And catching many fish, and water temperatures have consistently been between 42 and 48. Yeah. So, do not pigeonhole your crankbaits into specific water temperature classes. And might I add, the crankbait outproduced everything in those colder water temperatures on bigger fish. Yeah. No, No other bait that we could make catch that size class of fish.
3: They
0: were definitely bigger. They yeah, were bigger. They were definitely
2: bigger. They wanted a crank bait, and guess what? They didn't want it slow.
3: I was just going to ask you that.
2: We were we were bull in a china shop style, Keith Comb style, rocking and rolling. Well, seven to one, and, and no, not seven to one, but as fast as we not, well, not
0: seven to one. As we as had as some coming. seven to one stuff going on there, probably. And, and uh, the thing about that, Nick, with that speed that we were doing. It's all. It was all about getting down there because these fish were shut down. I mean, they were just shut off. They're not. They don't want to eat anything. So we you were. We were getting down there, and we hit a rock, and it would flip that bait. You know, you'd feel the bait just come off a rock and flip right. off that bait, and then they,
2: I, lo- I love that. Yeah, and I love that.
0: That's a reaction strike. They don't even oh, yeah. want to eat it.
2: Well, we also caught a lot of fish cranking, uh, the chick magnet, in six and seven foot of water. Where it was just above the bottom, and they were eating it out of sheer speed. Speed, Yeah. So that, you can get a reaction.
0: With speed and, and, and deflection.
2: Deflection, yeah. obviously, is what we're all programmed to do. But guess what? Staying above them with speed, especially with smallmouth. If you will recall, uh, angler, reigning angler of the yeah, year. Seth fighter. I was going to ask you about Seth that. Fighter, when he cranks <laughs> on. Uh,
0: yeah, I'm telling you, man. Uh, uh,
2: what's that? St. Saint- Clair? Yep. He does not want his bait to hit the bottom. He wants his bait to be two to three feet off the bottom.
1: It's funny, George, that you mentioned that because I was just going to ask. I was going to bring that up as you were saying you were running and grinding the bottom. But, it's kind yeah.
2: of a smallmouth thing, you know, uh, speed above and also banging. Yeah. So, you got to experiment, depends. obviously. It's depends. It depends. It's Shallow water is different. And deeper water with smallies, a lot of times you want to stay up off the bottom.
0: Trenton Carey, yes. Yeah, so my, my, my brain is being rewired right now with crankbaiting. And it's, it's, uh, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I can't honestly tell you the intricacies of it yet, but I, I, I got a hell of a lot more confidence in where I can pick it up and throw it for an hour and not just kind of like get bummed out right away. And put it down after ten or twelve casts. You know, I'm throwing these things for an hour, hour and a half, trying different things, and then boom, you get that one bite, and that starts to starts the whole process of catching fish. And and uh, so yeah, it's fun. It's a good thing. Uh, we talk about it every week, and and um, we had another great great uh, outing. Although we didn't catch a lot of fish, they caught we caught we caught nice ones in really bad, terrible, terrible conditions. You know four, what's funny, guys?
3: So your your viewers, you know, this time of year. George, you're talking 42-degree water. Yeah. Most of us are thinking maybe a shad wrap, nice and slow, let it, you know, su- su- suspend there, whatever. Yeah. Man, so you really got to open up your eyes and your mind to different well, things. Well, and that's
2: a good point, Nick, and something that I've always been a big believer in and, and use as a guideline, when you're in the spring, when you cool down to 42, that's horrible. Right. But when you warm up to 42, that's, you're good. that's fantastic. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I don't care if you're talking uh, any type of water, yeah. small mouth, large mouth yeah. spots, whatever. The,
0: the warming 40, trend is different than 42 the 42 can
2: trend. mean two different things. Yeah. Yep. Now, I'm not saying it exactly was warming up to 42, <laughs> but it was kind of yeah, stabilized out a little bit, you might say. Because our cold snap was sort of like almost over, and we have had we had a couple of kind of stable nights and days. Yeah, and it was actually, um, I think, what saved the day.
0: Well, they they were coming out of it, and the, and the first okay, yeah, the first the time day. we the first time we were we were we were it, they was on a, it was definitely warming. It was from forty two on up. So it was going up, and you know. But, but but the last time we were out this past Sunday, it was cold, and it wasn't getting any better, and the fronts were coming through. And those fish, man, it, that's the only way you could get a bite. It was unbelievable. Wow. Couldn't believe it. Break, broke out the Ned rigs, broke out the tubes. I'm not saying we didn't get bit on them, but we just didn't. Little fish. Little fish, you know, little, 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 little you know, bank runners, and, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you you know, when you figured out where those fish were and then the current that we were fishing, it just made sense to cover that water with that crankbait, and it was really, really good. Uh Connor McLucklin, how you doing, buddy? Troy Hartman, how you doing, buddy? Um
2: I got another oh good yeah. tournament nugget for you here, Mike. What do you got, bud? I got the Bass Open, which was last week on Cherokee Lake. Oh geez. Oh. Now Cherokee Lake yeah. is what's known as a Highland Lake. A Highland Reservoir. Yeah. So Highland Reservoir is like more mountainous regions, yeah. um mm-hmm. steeper cut. Cuts banks typically clearer water, uh, deeper channels, mm-hmm. more well defined, a lot of rock. Mm-hmm. That's typical of highland lakes. Yeah, and uh, Lake Cherokee in Tennessee is is a, is a high, is a highland lake. And one of the guys that we have our eyes on, up and coming in the Bass World, is a, is another Canadian. Mm-hmm. We talked about him last year um, at the Thousand Islands Open, the, Coop Coop Galant. Coop, Cooper Gallant, young yep. young Coop, young yep. Coop won the tournament. Yeah, beat out Brian New, man. He won the tournament. Yeah, he, beat, he didn't just beat Brian New; he beat two hundred and forty other pros, <laughs> which, which was an interesting tournament because it was shortened to two days.
1: Yeah, you know, like they well, yeah, they, they one was canceled. There was a weather. UV, ca- uh, yeah. caution or something. There was. You know. <laughs> oh
0: my god. <laughs> Yeah, high UV levels. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, the uh, what they call that ozone. Um, the you know ozone. what everybody
2: did on the canceled day? They went fishing. <laughs> they went fishing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, you know what's funny? According
3: to them, canceling that day, you guys shouldn't have went out Sunday. Oh, absolutely yeah, I mean, not.
2: No, no. We
0: had thirty mile an hour winds. Right. I'm not kidding you. Uh, poor Joey. We had to strap him into <laughs> into the back of the boat and tie him into the seat because he was getting blown everywhere. Yeah, for the buddy.
2: run in, for the run, for the run back in, we had to. We we basically had to, to tie Joey down yeah. so he didn't blow out of the boat. Yeah, he was it did, was did it
1: the, was bad. Did you get the white caps? Oh yeah, oh, it, it was, was horrible. It was ugly. And for those of you guys that don't know, they were in the jet boat. Jet yeah. boats and rough water. <laughs> no, no.
0: I
2: mean, I had to back it down. I was blowing fun, out, man. They're fun, but I was God. blowing out like crazy. So old coop, Damicy rig, of course, and a drop shot. And what was really interesting is he said he did not see. Most of his fish on his forward seeking because they were hugging the bottom. Yep. And every now and so. again, he'd see them kind of rise up and he knew, knew they were there. Mm. Um, so we talked about the Demeke rig back as a, on our pre classic show, as a uh, premonition of what might win that, a prediction of what might mm-hmm. be a player. Yeah. And of course, on Cherokee, the, Cherokee is where the Demeke rig was invented. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's where it that's where it came into prominence in every pre-spawn tournament on Cherokee and also like really late like winter tournaments, it's all D'Micky Rig. Yeah. So that's what Coop did. Fish were moving up on the bank. They were catching them on glide baits. They were catching them on topwaters. They were catching them on jerk baits, but Bad he drops, stayed yeah. with his deep fish. And so now he's qualified for the Classic next year. Now good for he's him, in, man. Now he's in seventh place in the standings of the Southern Opens after two events. Yeah. He's also in seventh place in the standings of the Opens standings. That's, yeah. And, and yeah. Mercer's
1: all fired up because a Canadian won another big tournament. Yeah, so, yeah I mean, of course. The
2: kid's got a hell of a shot yeah. at qualifying for the Elite. So way to go, Coop.
0: Yeah,
1: good and job. And
2: we are going to reach out to you through channels and try to get you to come on as a guest on Tackle Shop Live. Hey. Because we know you're heading to the James River for the first Northern Bass Open.
0: Hey.
3: Which is, I think, next week. Next week. Next week. Because it's flooded right now. Guys are, you know, pre-fishing already. Yeah. you know, George, awesome nuggets. But one thing that you said that's just so amazing because you and Mike picked this up very quickly when you got your forward view. Yes. And you said, you know what? You cannot, there's a there's a section that you cannot see on the bottom. Can't see it. And it's so important because there's guys out there now that won't cast unless they see a fish. Right. Yeah. And think about that for a second. You know, he he had to bring those fish up so he could see them. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he literally said, he made it a point to point out that he did not see most of his fish. Wow. He knew they were there. Yeah. He had multiple schools. Every now and again, he'd see one, you know, he'd bang his jig down there, so he'd see one rise up or something. So he knew they were there. Yeah. It's not like he didn't see them at all. Right. But he did not see them pretty much. Right. So that's the first time on forward-facing tournament talk where we are basically not seeing our fish. So, yeah. Uh, that's
0: like me all the time on the river. Yeah. But, but when we were fishing on Sunday uh, – I was fishing with the trolling motor, just cocked a little bit, like, into our strike zone a little bit. And all of a sudden, I was just staring at it, you know, as I was drifting along. And all of a sudden, I saw a fish come up and go right back down. And I said to George, they're there. They're, they're, we're in the right band because every now – you know, yes. I saw two fish that way. You don't see many, you know, when you're fishing the river because they're hugging the bottom and you're in shallow water. So, they get behind rocks and stuff to break the current. Um, but – yeah, every now and then, you know, when they bust out to chase something or whatever, you'd see them, and you knew that we were fishing that right,
2: mm-hmm. you know. So, <clears throat> you might want to add the Domeki rig to your pre-spawn, you highland guys. You might want to add the Domeki rig. Now, I w- one last thing on Tournament Talk, mm. and then and then we have a little bit of a technique we're going to work on tonight, a couple mm-hmm. techniques, a couple little technique things. we got a few things to talk about. Yep. Um, we're good on clock. So I want to bring up the Hobie Bass Open series. Mm. And you know, uh for those of you who are new to Tackle Shop Live, we crazy
0: are, we're crazy. We're kind of we're kind of this.
2: intrigued by the kayak tournament world. Really? Uh, we've been following it pretty close. They yeah. uh, what really got us hooked on it was uh the KBF, I believe it's called. hmm The KBF. Um, brought I think two of their championships to our hometown, so we got like all in on it.
0: Yeah. Um.
2: And what's interesting, and the point I want to make about this Hobie Bass Open Series, they have a two hundred boat field, right? And they sold out their right. first five events of this year, and. All of the events sold out in, in minutes. Minutes, wow! Minutes, now, yeah, yeah. Back in the day when what? we were fishing, what was called the Bass Invitational Series, is what made me think of this. Um, you there was no internet, so you had to sit by your phone and look at Nick handing out presents. Yep. You had to sit by your phone, and at exactly eight o'clock in the morning, you started dialing the Bass Office in Montgomery, Alabama, yeah. trying to get through so you could get registered. Yeah.
1: This is mind blowing. When you this told is me this story, like one this again at, at Union
2: Station, I was like blown away when you told me this. This like is kind of like this again. It's kind of like, it's kind of like these guys are doing everything in their power to get signed. So the first, you know, th-
0: you know the only one that didn't sell out, Winnipesaukee.
2: Uh, wait a minute. <laughs>
1: well, that's because it's still frozen. I was just up there last week. I can let <laughs> you all know
2: something. Wait a minute. Before you start talking anymore, Yeah, that one's not open for registration yet. Yeah, it is. The next, they have one, they have, there's one tournament where registration hasn't opened yet.
0: Oh, that must be it
1: then. That's
2: why it didn't sell out. Do you
1: know why? Because it's still frozen and it's a little low
2: and all the docks are out of the water. I drove all around that lake last week. I was just letting you know that it was pretty So, cool. <laughs> their last event. Was at Santee Cooper, and they got slammed with 30 mile an hour winds, horrible cold front. Now you know, try imagine fishing a lake like San- now bass would have canceled. <laughs> MLF would have delayed two days. I mean, there would have been <laughs> yeah. it, it would have been like no doubt a cancellation. And the kayak boys, it's like, bring we, it. We we going. Bring it. Uh, now, to their point, they can launch wherever they want. Right. So they picked out secluded areas. Yeah. But check this out: Nate Conley of Ontario, yeah, won the event with one hundred and ninety-four point five inches. In that's a five fish limit per day, and that's two days, right? Yeah, yeah ten so fish. That's almost yeah. That's incredible. That's amazing. Uh, Tang Vu. Set a one-day record for for Hobie Bass Open Series, they call it the BOS, of five fish for 108 inches. Wow. Amazing. Uh, and he finished in fourth. So Amazing. Congratulations to Nate Conley of Ontario. Yeah. Okay, he couldn't even fish last year because... COVID, right? Prime Minister Dickhead wouldn't let anybody out of Canada. (laughs) And he couldn't fish. I remember us talking about this. He was shut down. Because he
1: qualified for the championship and was one of the favorites and couldn't make it, right?
2: I don't know about that.
1: Well, there was somebody from Canada that couldn't make it because we talked about that. We
2: did. Yeah. But So, he comes down from Canada, drove like 17 hours. Nate Conley, congrats. Hobie BOS system uh, series. Congrats on your tremendous success! Yeah, and they're coming to the Chesapeake Bay this year. Chesapeake, and I think they're coming to the Susquehanna River. They are coming to the Susquehanna, which I think is—I bet you that sells out in one and a half minutes.
0: Out. No, they didn't, op- it didn't open. It yet. didn't open yet. No. Okay, you getting in it, Mikey? There's a guy in here today I'm that, that to there's a, a guy in here today in. that fishes them, and he told me that uh, Susquehanna didn't open yet, and he's trying to figure out how he's going to get in it. Yeah. And it's not be tough. Not miss it because it's, it's gonna, gonna be sell out instantaneously. It it's gonna be like the fastest. Well, seller guess ever. what?
2: We so we're gonna be following uh this series close because it's on our river, which right. we love. It's on our Chesapeake Bay, which we love. Yeah. And uh we're gonna be sharing the learnings and the knowledge with you guys. Yeah. Um so that's what we got on Tournament Talk this week. If you didn't learn anything about stroking a, <laughs> a Ruku Shad or cranking Backed yep. off fish, then shame on you. Um and you know. All right. What else you got? You got anything else there, cameraman Nick? You're looking <clears> all <throat> tensed up back there, like you got something to <laughs> say. Oh, I'm good. I'm you good? need to head over to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's
1: going on. I, might, I mean, you might have
3: to. It's so exciting. Though. I
1: mean, Wink, are you gonna tell us the secret baits you want on, or are you gonna be tight-lipped? Hey, and I got nothing to hide. You from.
0: know what? He did a pre-show. Well, what if they and did and, and if for all you guys listening, Nick does the Tackle Shop live pre-show right. about 20 minutes before the show to get everybody fired up. Right. And if you didn't let sit in on that then you missed out
3: and we're yep. not we're not going we're not going to hash it yeah, again. Yeah, you got to go back in there. But you got to go back I'm not in there. You to Corbin because B- bubblegum trout worm well, you know what? I figured. I, I'm looking at Rooster Tails and, well, yeah. and <laughs> Panther Martins. Yeah. I heard he
2: wanted on a deep a deep dive and jitterbug with a snicker bar trailer. With with X. <laughs> why'd you guys, No, you know, I,
3: top water was the That's deal. That's what I heard. Now, now, now listen, now listen. What color
1: sunglasses were you wearing? Because Chris Saldane said the only reason he's in the top ten is because of those new... Uh, green, whatever they call it, goggles, spaceship things that George calls the hummingbird what, mega.
3: To be I mean, honest if he with he didn't you. bring out
1: his new glasses. He said he wouldn't have seen them. He does magdraft or who the hell? Knows. That's a good
3: sale. But let me tell you something. These guys know Sunday. You needed about every color sunglasses you had. Yeah, weather kept changing. Oh, it does. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was, uh,
0: where I was that?
1: Really I
3: went wasn't with the cheap sunny. sunglasses. It really wasn't sunny.
0: It wasn't sunny. Corman was up in Vermont for the I whole know. weekend.
1: I know. And then my boys sent me a. I got a FaceTime of not just cranking, but jigging. Well, too. I'll tell you they, what he was, was jigging it. later at the Bay Let's Bridget. circle
2: let's circle back around here and stay on point and find out from Nick what he caught his fish on.
3: Okay, so this time of year, I'm all about jerk bait. Okay. And you know, I'll do a YouTube out there or something for everybody to break down how I do it. But basically I have three rods because they're all lined with uh ten pound tests, fluorocarbon, top knot, Yozuri. Right here in the shop. And I go to different depths by the different jerk baits. Yeah. You know, the stunner played a big role. I like the, the, the mega bass. And then I'm also a rogue fan, the rattling rogue and suspending. And I use those different depths and, and I try to find them. Okay. Yep. And then the other thing that was huge for me um was the the Kitech swim bait. All right, I like a three point eight, three point three, and you just can't beat it. And if we, we were bumping off uh cover with that mm-hmm. with a jig head and it was reaction bite. Although it was slow, yeah. It was reaction bite and those those largemouth were in pre spawn and they had to they had to eat up. And that's why we got lucky, because we caught some pre spawn bass that were a little bit heavier than, than some of the other fish that were weighed in. So yeah. that was that was a deal. I mean it's awesome, it, yeah. And the biggest thing is it's a small lake with a lot of pressure, like Mike said earlier. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. uh, you just got to keep grinding because it's easy to mentally drain yourself. Check yourself right out. Yeah. And that's where, just like I know, George and Mike are a great team out there when they do these tournaments. That's why you have to have a good partner. Yeah. Keeps your mentally mentally in check because yeah. one's down the other one has to bring back up yeah and that's that's kind of how we do it yeah that's what buddy fishing is all about is having that
0: that key partner that that can you know if you see you know that your partner kind of getting down and like checking out a little bit it's like bro what do you think we should do bring him back up come on let's get this thing going you know and make a change or whatever and uh
3: that's really important and so. mike another thing that I'll, I'll say about buddy tournaments and you and mike or you and George kind of joke with each other sometimes about who catches them, right? Yeah. But we don't care. in all reality, you cannot care no. who catches them. It's a complete team effort. Yeah. Sometimes it's going to be your partner. Yeah. Sometimes it's going to be you. Yeah. But you better be damn good with that net when yeah, you meet, right? exactly. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's the truth. I, you know, we don't care who catches them. And, and, you know, I'm happy for for one guy catching them or whatever. But that's that's what it's all about. Hey, getting the fish in a boat, Bobby. Right.
3: Exactly. But that's my, that's yeah. my story. I'm sticking to it. Well, yep.
0: great great deal there. Yep. So let's get into some tackle talk. Terminal tackle talk. So I should say technique talk because we always talk about some, some new technique or some technique – this some old-school technique, some, some <laughs> you know, whatever kind of technique we we talk about. And, uh, you know, we thought this is the time of the year to talk about the old swimming worm, you know. And the swimming worm. Whoops.
2: Let's try that again.
0: You knew that was going to happen, bro. Yeah, I had him kind
2: of stuck to the cardboard
0: there. Go, go straight up and down with it.
2: Yeah, old, old gravity got.
0: And uh, so we decided to talk about the, the swimming, the swimming worm. And how deadly this thing can be for finding fish and catching fish, and and some of the ways of rigging it.
1: What a what a great universal bait, man! So
0: that's all the different tails. What are you showing there?
2: It's just some sizes and some tails and a little eye candy. Yeah, you know, because yeah. we like our tackle. Yeah, this is kind of like the tackle.
0: So so us. A swim worm, you know, a swim worm. Let's let's talk about that. Let's break let's break down what what a swim worm is, and All right. you know.
2: So we how, got a, how in
0: the hell do you fish the thing?
2: Well, it started out back in the old days with a paddle tail. Yeah. Okay, so you had your paddle tail like that,
0: right? Yeah, it was a round tailed worm.
2: And then some genius came along and cut it.
0: I think it got snagged and cut. You know, and he was like, Oh, oh look at that man. thing. It
2: just started reeling it in. Man. And the vibration doubled.
0: Yeah, and all of a sudden, whack, and catches a four pounder. You know,
2: Zoom actually is credited with creating what's called the ultra vibe speed worm. Speed worm, right. They also do an ultra vibe speed crawl, ultra vibe speed chunk.
0: And that's and that's this this cut notch right that, here that, is what yeah. they call that the speed. Notch version. in that paddle. Yep.
2: So, it, it magnifies the vibration, the wobble, um, and, you know, you're going to fish this worm. So, here, here's, a, here's, a, here's, a, here's a visual for you. So, here's a ultra-vibe speed worm. Yep. Okay. Here's a mag ultra-vibe speed worm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Magnum. There's a nice picture right there. Okay, so you've got, you know, basically a six-inch worm that you would rig on a three-zero hook, to a eight-inch worm that you would rig on a four-zero or a five-zero hook, and they're so incredibly effective in the pre-spawn and spawn cycle when you're fishing around grass, yeah, or pads, or pad stems. Or some other form of vegetation, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then the competition, of course. So, with greatness comes competition, and with competition comes more greatness. So now we benefit from the big bite baits tour, swimming worm. Yeah. Okay. Big ribs, big giant. Now their ribs tail is welded together, but you can—it's sort of serrated. So you can leave it as a paddle. It'll stay together. Or you can separate it.
0: And, it. and it has a big rib body to it, like a ringworm body.
2: Yeah, it's got like that ringworm body. Because you're going to basically think of this as a swim bait that you also fish like a worm. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, one of the best guys out there for for demonstrating this live in tournaments has been like. Ike, when he is in Florida or on a vegetation lake, is all about swimming a swimworm. You know what's funny,
1: George? That's not who I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say Gary Close. Yeah. Yeah, he does that that a lot.
2: he didn't catch anything today, so we can't talk about him. He should have been doing the Buddy Gross instead of the Gary Close. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying, George? If he was watching Tackle Shop Live, he'd have been going. <laughs> so here's the the here's, Buddy here's Gross. A, here's a modified version of that, and this is a Strike King. Um, and this is their in their Rage series. Tear off these little keepers. Um, and the the again two sizes. This is called the cutter, so yep. this is kind of a
0: well, it has alternate the, it, version yeah, but it has the rage boot foot right. uh the rage uh ends on it, so it flaps like crazy it's right ton of kick a ton of movement, but it's a lot of movement on the very end of the of the of the worm, you know it doesn't doesn't kick all the way up through it it's just it's a lot of tail movement and a lot of wag on the tail
2: so at the end of the day you've got every worm company out there, yeah. I mean, we didn't even talk about our good friend Robin Shriver from Bass Assassin with his RSB worm. Yep, which is hot in Florida. Robin is like he's basically the mayor of Florida. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's yeah. he's just the mayor of Florida. I mean, when it comes to baits, he is the man. Yep, and he's and he's and he's he builds a great product. His RSB worm, that's his. Yeah, swimming worm. The Z-Man okay. Turbo yeah.
1: Fatty, or yeah, just, yeah they the just, Z-Man they Turbo
2: Fatty, which we have here at sfttackle.com, you know. Yeah. So, but anyways, pick your poison, pick your pick your brand. Pick you a big bite guy, you a Zoom guy, you a Z-Man guy, Strike King guy, Bass Assassin. guy. Well, the thing
0: about that is, George, you just you know pick your poison. But if you look, if you if you just if you just stuck on Zoom you're kind of limiting yourself to some of the color selection that's out there. Right. You know, there's – there's especially in worm fishing, uh, you know, if you look at some of these other companies – Oh, they're, yeah, they're there's – There's great color options that match certain water conditions that maybe you threw in a, another type of worm and, and, and you can't find it in Zoom or you can't find it in striking if you're a striking guy. But um, yep. there's some great combinations in Big Bite Baits that, that they offer some really cool yep. colors – and uh the rage tail has some really cool swirl colors that they do you know that that are that are you know famous colors yeah you know absolutely. the one o eight uh blue crawl yep. you know that's a fish catching son of a gun you it know is. and um you know so you so yes, you know stay with what what you're what you're confident with, but don't be a snob where you know if you get into certain types of water you know like a sungill kind of day you know you can find that in a swimwear
1: so it's funny we're talking about colors of swimworms now. I want to ask yeah. you guys, including you, cameraman Nick, what are your three go-to colors in a swimworm, or or speedworm, or whatever you want to call it.
0: Well, I mean, the only place I throw them, I throw them, I throw them, I throw them in two two places, and uh, I, and I I'm, I'm not really schooled on it, but I've caught fish on it, and I, and I was schooled one day at, at the Potomac with a, and this is how I start fishing something all the time. Mm-hmm. I was fishing the Potomac with a guy, and he was in in the back of my boat, and he kind of schooled me on, the, on that worm, you know. So I, I reached down. I had him in, in our box, yep. you know, reached down, pulled some out, took it out, started throwing it, started catching fish on it. That's what they yep. wanted for that particular day. So ever since then, I, I always mix it in on the stuff. So for me, it's, it's pretty simple. Green pumpkin. Yep. Blue fleck. Okay. And the third one would be like a uh, June bug or, uh, or a black, uh, black red. Okay. Something like that. Those three colors for me.
2: George? Um he's fishing out of my boat, so I'm using <laughs> the same colours he's using. <laughs> yep. But you know, uh, and that's just where we throw and I, them. And I only need two. I need blue three. fleck and green pumpkin. Yeah. I need three.
3: Wink, what do you need? I need two. Uh I threw one down at the flats one time and I was throwing uh green pumpkin. Yep. Did good with it. But when you go down to Florida, which I've been, if you don't have June uh June bug, yep. yeah, oh, yeah. you're you're in the yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. wrong.
2: Yeah, you, so, you done made a horrible mistake. Right. And when you're down there, call the Mar- Call the he'll hook you up.
3: And it doesn't yeah. matter. Like, from my my point of view or what I've experienced, it's got to be Junebug, too. It's really weird. Because, or Gooseberry. Yes. Or Gooseberry. That's another great color. But, uh, yeah, that's what I've seen. What's
0: yours, Corbin? So,
1: I'm with Wink, and I'm with you guys. Junebug, Green Pumpkin. But you forgot the third one.
0: Huh. Watermelon
1: red. <laughs> <laughs> you can't forget you the watermelon red. If you're in the Virginia or you on the grass flats, maybe get a little bit of watermelon candy. But even still, if there's a lot of blue yeah. around, not clear water, clear water, yeah, like a sprayed grass yeah. type thing, you know. Yeah, that's why I was curious because
0: yeah, no, you're you know, right, you're exactly right. Because that same guy told me the story that taught me how to throw worm. speedworm. Um, he told me the story. Of the way he learned it was up at Racetown Lake, clear water, watermelon red.
1: Which is interesting because out of yeah. all places, George, would you ever think of throwing a speed worm in Racetown Lake unless you're in grass?
2: There's a hundred miles of grass up there. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. There's 50 a fifty ton- up one side and fifty back <laughs> down the other. Yeah,
0: there's a lot of grass up there, and they, and that's what they would do. They would throw this. They fish it on a split shot rig.
1: Oh
2: God,
0: is how they would fish it, and it's just just it was just a famous way of fishing that worm up on Racetown Lake, and then they adopted it to the flats, they adapted it to the Potomac. Yep. And these guys fish this thing religiously. They religiously have it tied on and they throw it everywhere and they catch fish everywhere on it. And a couple of the – and, and one, the one guy I'm talking about is a co-angler. And he, he's been to many, many championships as a
3: co-angler fishing that damn worm. Well, when you guys think about it, okay, if the guy in front of you or whatever is starting to chatterbait or, you know, anything moving, it's got a lot of vibration – that is a great yeah. subtle finesse looking presentation that might get some bites that you would not get any other way.
1: I agree. And it's funny, I was just gonna ask the professor over here, George. I was gonna say, George, what are some indicators to you as a fisherman that it may be time to go to a speed worm? You there's, know, I there's mean, two. You're throwing us, you know, a lot of times are we when you're throwing us, are we talking about we're on a chatterbait bite, we're on there's, a swim jig there's, bite? There's two. Are we just like yeah, chuck it a speed worm because we want to throw a speed there's worm.
2: there's two time there's two times now I, I have one rigged I have a, I have a rod that's rigged with a uh, speed worm from now until the middle of June okay um, and the two scenarios that I choose it for and I, and I may be limiting myself here uh, but I only fish it on some form of vegetation I fish it on on you know uh, the key things that I'm looking for on the early part of the spawn are patches of milfoil yep so eventually it all kind of grows together and turns into one massive grass flat mm-hmm. um, but I'm looking for like patches you know so you're gonna have some some sand or bare spots in there and I'm looking let's say I'm let's say my first scenario let's say my first scenario is I'm working that area with, let's say, a chatterbait or a swim jig or yep. I'm cranking that grass, okay, and I catch a few fish and then I kind of get cold, mm-hmm. Yep. then that's my clue to slow down. But I'm not going to slow down right away to flipping. Yeah. I'm going to go to my swim worm, my speed worm, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and that's exactly what you do. I mean, you cast it out, and you wind it back in, um, like a swim bait. Okay. And if I see a clump of grass, I'll wind it over top of that clump of grass. I'll kill it. I'll let it fall down alongside that clump of grass. I'll yep. pop it up out of there. I'll wind it. So it's kind of like a combination of a straight retrieve. Yep. Stop and go retrieve. Mm. Investigating, yeah, nooks and crannies, but all tied exactly. up exactly,
0: and and that's exactly what it is. It's not you don't want it scooting across the top of the grass. You want it to kind of snake through the grass, get in there, and kind of it, it, again deflection is is a thing that's going on here. It's deflecting off the grass, and they'll and come
2: up. They'll come up. They and come. They'll roll on it, and yeah. if you miss them, you now know where that fish. You is. You know where that fish is, and you can
0: you can recast on it. But you know. Uh, a lot of guys don't know what to do with the damn thing, and and I didn't either for the longest time. And and George kind of hit it right, you know. But but you know, so far as as, as people listening and watching here, you know, it, you don't have to have it come across the top of the, the grass and fish it real. You're not fishing like a buzzbait. You're not fishing no. like a buzzbait. Well,
2: unless your name is John Cox. Right. Well, well uh, yeah. John Cox fishes his exactly like a buzzbait.
0: Yeah, and but with not no weight. Not this time of year though.
2: Uh, yeah, pre spawn. <laughs>
0: Uh, not right now for us. I mean well not for us where yeah. we
2: are, but if you watched him on the Harris chain, yeah. He was taking a swimming worm without any weight and ripping it across <laughs> the surface of the water like a man possessed. Oh, okay. That's well. not what we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. He's there's one person on planet Earth that does that.
0: Well, I, you know, I'm and, and, and it. it's a unique situation for that. So, yeah. but the standard situation is you're going to throw it into that you know, where you know that grass clump is or that little patch is Make your cast through there like you would with anything else. Swim it slow, but swim it slow through there. Not like real super slow, but you want it coming through there. But it, it's you know halfway down the grass. You know yep. it's not dragging on the bottom. Don't want
2: it on the bottom, it's
0: yeah. not on the top. It's kind of snaking through there, and you're but looking it's making for making contact. You're making contact with that grass because you're looking for that reaction. And those fish will smoke that thing too, man. Yeah, they absolutely they come up and just boil on it and smoke it, and it's it's pretty impressive.
2: Well, which leads me to the setup. That's. I was so, going to ask that too. That's yeah. a great way to set up. Yep. The setup.
0: Yeah. So that's that's a you know, that's a trick, and there's a couple different ways well, of doing it. And this is a situation
2: <laughs> yeah. where I really like throwing braid, um, because I'm making a super long cast mm-hmm. because I want to cover as much water as I can. Okay. Yep. And it's a reaction strike. Yeah. You could throw anything you want. And, you know, when you get that fish out there, and it's...
0: Especially in shallow water, you know, you're going to get decent, bit a lot on the end of your it's cast. It's some
2: decent milfoil. Yeah. You know, and they eat that, and you set the hook, and, and you know, you want to have that ability to get them back, which kind of leads to some of the hook choices that Mike and I carried up here. Yeah. Right. We went back in our aisles, and we did some hook sourcing
1: now, George, you throw, you're throwing this on a casting rod, right? Yeah. yeah. I was just saying, I want so, for our viewers out there, I want them. Yeah, no, this, this, is a
0: wor- this is a big. This a big worm yeah, not, setup. Right. Yeah, yep. Leave right. your spinning yep.
2: rods at home. Yep. Exactly. So that's a good notice, question, Corbin. Notice the sticker on the package. Kamikaze. It says Super, Super line. line. Okay. So whichever your favorite brand of hook is, you might be a Hayabusa guy. Okay. Yeah. You're gonna go for their power hook. You might be a An owner guy, right? You might like the owner hooks. You're going to go for their heavier wire hook. Whatever your brand is, they have regular wire and they have super line. So the super line is a thicker, heavier wire. I'm going to get one of these out of here, Nick. And this is a hook that Gamagatsu added to their arsenal that they needed because a great hook for this technique is called an offset shank round bend. Got a pretty good picture of it right there, Nick. Be on your nose, George. So it's a little bit, it's that, a little bit thicker wire. Does that help? It's mm-hmm. got that round bend, okay? Which in which enhances the gap. And it's got the offset shank. Okay? Yeah. So what you do is you rig that up with about a quarter of an ounce bullet weight. You don't want a real heavy weight for this. Yep. You want about a quarter of an ounce and this is a four zero hook so this will work on a bigger worm and uh, just Texas rig it up. Now for those of you who are not really don't know the intricacies of rigging a Texas worm with an action tail today's your lucky day because we're going to go over that. Uh oh he's about to drop some knowledge. So just remember this you want when you rig, when you're deciding on which side of that worm to put that hook in, you want the bend of the tail and the bend of the hook in the same direction. So not...
0: A tidbit of information. It's be on
2: this side.
0: The bend of the hook.
2: Not on this side.
0: And the... The and bend then, of the tail in the same direction. So the point...
2: So you're going to come in on this side of the worm so that when you're rigged up, your worm and your hook bend in the same direction. Yeah, so the hook point
0: and the Doesn't hook sense, of the man? tail look the same. You got me? For the people that are, I can't good. see this.
1: Which, which, for those of you guys that do not know, on this particular worm, okay, you're not rigging this on the light side. Like, you're not putting the point through the light side, which is no. the bottom. you're, no, actually you're rigging it the on the side. Half. Yes.
2: You're rigging it on the seam yes. on the side. So, we're going to go, we're going to make it sure that when we're rigged up like this. And we're going to get up on our offset. Okay. And then, just like any good Texas rig, we're going to come back. Go through. Nice and straight. Probably make that a little straighter. Our bullet weight's going to sit on the top here. You can peg, peg, which I prefer to do. Yeah, or you can no peg. Yeah, because you're swimming it. Yeah, I like to peg because when I drop it, I want that bullet weight. When I drop a bait into cover, I want the weight connected to the bait. Yeah, I don't want the bait to hang up on the cover and the bullet weight to slide down into the cover. Wherever the weight goes, I want the bait to go. So when I'm, whenever I'm fishing grass and wood, I peg. So, you know, to peg or not to peg is the age-old question, but
0: so, Nelson that's Mang- a
2: super line, round bend, Mike. N-
0: Nelson Mangle, we usually, you, when fishing and grass, we're using a little bit of weight. You know, George uses a quarter ounce, and most of the time we do. If it's a real thin grass, um, you know, stubble, more of a stubble grass, then we might go to an eighth ounce yeah. um, and go lighter.
2: I use a quarter- all the time. Yeah, uh, I, I use an eighth. Yeah. I start with
1: an eighth and go heavier. But I throw mine on fluorocarbon too.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you can do it on fluorocarbon. But uh, the the key is is that you want to go, you want to get into that grass, you want to kind of go through that grass. So whatever weight it takes to do that. Um, there is guys that do throw it, uh, split shot rig, um, which is basically a mini Carolina rig. If you want to know what that looks like, it's a swivel, a leader. To the worm hook, and then the weight's up here, yep. so the weight can't go past the swivel, and they and they fish it like that in clear lakes, um, in in grass, and they're and they're just doing the same thing, but they're pulling it through that grass. They're getting a lot of whip out of that, and uh, it's a it's another great way of rigging uh, that swim that swim worm, George.
2: Now the other hook that we like, okay, is the Superline EWJ and if you look at these two worms right here, these two hooks right here. Um it basically comes down to the amount of gap that you prefer. So we'll rig this up the same exact way.
0: I'm an EWG guy. I just that's yeah. what I throw and mostly. That's a great hook, I I too. I just I mean the the, r- the round back But why
2: rig it differently? Yeah. So the EWG is going to be You're going to find out where the back of that hook wants to be. Yep. And you're going to come straight at a 90-degree angle from one side of the worm to the other.
0: That's (laughs) called text posing.
2: And then you're going to kind of hold that worm up there. You're going to stretch it forward a little bit and let it skin up back over that point. And that's a fine way to rig this worm as well. Yeah. Gives you a little more gap.
0: Yep. Pinch the worm on there. Um, Keeps it weedless. Ready to pop
2: four zero to five zero hook.
0: Yeah, on those bigger worms, that bigger worm there are definitely a four zero or five zero. Yeah,
2: no, no smaller than a four zero. Yeah. A five zero is fine. Fine, you can, yeah. And you, you can get both these styles yep. of hook in the five zero.
0: The five inch version of the speed worm, um, you can do a three zero or a four zero. It's a much smaller worm.
2: Yeah, the standard, the standard, the standard one there. Um, I like to do a three zero with. Yeah, a six-inch worm. I like to do a three-zero. It's a skinny body worm. It's a,
0: it's it's skinnier, yeah.
3: Uh, so you don't need so much hook.
2: So, yeah, so right. that's that. George,
3: you Corbett. mentioned that oh, you're God. using braid. What what uh, pound test braid? I use fifty. Oh, you're using fifty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right.
2: Yeah, that diameter of that fifty is like a fourteen pound. Okay. So it it handles really well. Now, a lot of
0: times, that's a dual purpose rod. It's a rod that he uses for. You know toad fishing and some other things applications. So you know, uh, when, you know when he says uh, he's breaking out, it's not just a rod just for speed worm fishing. It's a rod that he uses more for fishing, a f- even a frog or uh or a uh, well, or a toad or whatever. Except for
2: the first quarter,
0: I'm just saying that's the rod,
2: right? Oh, definitely.
0: You know when we remember we so talked about when I'm... we talked about rods, we talked about. About versatility and yes. some rods, right. it's not just a it's not just a rod we got you know you got to get for this. You can take one of your medium heavy, you know, fast taper rods and and with that has braid on it and put it on that. Yeah, it, it, it would be yes. it would be the and it could be a seven footer to a seven three, no problem at all. Not at all. Right. You know,
2: I use a I use a seven foot, uh, eight forty four Loomis. Uh, I use a seven two um heavy and medium heavy x prod and uh, and zodius yeah me too mm-hmm. um perfect so what, what do you got corbin so george here's one thing i wanted to ask you um
1: you know with the speed worm being designed to swim i mean talk to our viewers you use it on the back of a swim jig at all i mean they do no. make it in white okay
2: i use it right like this
1: yeah I, cuz i have seen some people using it on the back of a swim jig for the bullet weight I was, I was just asking if anybody's ever done that, you know?
3: I will tell you something I've seen. I was in an open down in Florida on the yeah. Kissimmee chain, and the guy that I had on the third day, we, we were flipping and pitching. I obviously say pitching Sankos, and he threw on a speed worm, and he was jigging it along the bottom just like a jig. And that speed worm outfished everything else we had, just the way he was using it. I don't know why. It just did. I don't know if it was a flicker of that tail or what.
2: It's a phenomenal technique. Yeah. It's
3: It's got a lot of action.
2: And it's the other a, thing I was going to ask. It's a phenomenal technique, especially when those fish are really in that spawn mode. Yeah. It's a phenomenal technique.
1: How about lily pads, George? Stems, pads, those a whole nine yards. I know you said you usually use it in, like, grass yep. and milfoil. But to me, this is a prime thing for, for lily pads. You're throwing it with braid. I love fishing you know, it in lily pad stem stems.
2: <laughs> Yep. Um, just as the pad leaves are starting to form <clears throat> and those yep. fish are spawning on those pad stems. Love it.
0: Johnny cops in the house. Johnny, you better lay off the sarsaparilla. He wants to know how to, is there a certain way to hook a nightcrawler? And then he also wants to know if there's a certain way to hook a swim bait like a Kytec. <laughs> um so, he's, he, he's all over the place. I think the Sarsaparilla is catching I think, up with him.
2: Uh, I think he's down in his basement having a whole lot of fun <laughs> all by himself. <laughs> <laughs> so, you be you and you do you today, John. So, how you
0: doing, Copy? Always good to see you, buddy. Trent and Carrie, how you doing? Nel- Nelson Mangle, what's happening, buddy? Uh, are you throwing the swimming wait list? Well, I think we answered that question a little bit for you. Apparently... John Cox throws it weightless and buzzes it across the water. So, so yes, you can throw it weightless in certain situations. He's
2: got that damn thing throwing a uh, tail up off the tail.
0: Paul Batters, how you doing? Only need blue fleck and green pumpkin. Ah, man, you're right there, brother. So
2: correct, Amundo, and if you can't get the blue fleck, get you a nice pack of plum.
0: Josh <laughs> Sawyer, how you doing? The machete worm by Reaction Innovations. Love it. Absolutely love yeah. it. Uh, there's, a, there's
2: about three bags of those, Josh, in the. Uh, Front tackle storage compartment of my skeeter at all times.
0: <laughs> well, that that's a deal, uh, Jake Harshman. Thanks a lot for the info on the kayak tournaments. We appreciate that, buddy. Jake's a
2: um, very uh, uh, active Trent, in the Kobe Trent BOS, and Carry uh, kayak sit series. Yes, he fishes them, travels them. Yes, um, very knowledgeable on them. Yes, appreciate him jumping in with some yes, absolutely intel for other viewers who are absolutely maybe wanting to try it. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Trenton Carey, uh, what lake was this at? I think the kayak tournament lake that those guys were fishing was uh, Santee Cooper. Santee Cooper. That's where they caught all those all those fish. They they whacked them, man. I mean, they absolutely hammered them, dogs. Santee uh,
2: Cooper's hot right now. It's yeah. hot, hot, hot.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, so yeah, Scuppernong Candy Speed. Where, uh, you know, Scuppernong, bro. I keep yeah. that quiet on a down low. That color yeah, that, is on a down low, that
2: kind of discussion's not for a public that, that
0: is not, and Paul batters me we, we will talk, yeah. we will talk about that, Paul, do not talk about that.
2: You're about to lose your keyboard privileges
0: <laughs> absolutely, brother
2: so you know, uh,
0: so what's that bring us to? That brings let's us just
2: yeah, let's just kind of uh wrap up the conversation <clears throat> on the on the on the swimming worm, yeah,
0: throw you the know, son of a gun.
2: key points, throw it. You know, Texas rig, eighth to quarter ounce. Yeah. Uh, on the magworm, four o to five o. If you're fishing braid, fish the super line hook. Yep. Um, on the more cover. traditional size worm, which is like a six inch, skinnier body, yeah. three o hooks fine. Can go as big as a four o. Yeah. Um, you don't need to go super line hook if you're fishing a, you know, like a fluorocarbon or a lighter rod. Yeah. Um, although this technique really doesn't – there's no benefit to finesse. This is not a finesse technique. Yeah. You will not benefit yourself by finessing in this world here. This is a – I'm kicking the door in, I'm announcing yeah. my presence, and I'm bringing you back to your house in my live well. Yeah. Okay? That's how it's done.
3: I will throw another quick tip out there. If you are using fluorocarbon, um, another great hook is that uh, hybrid hook by Gamagatsu. Yeah. That, that hook – is is pretty wicked, too. That has oh, that nano absolutely. smooth finish on oh, it. Oh, absolutely. Well, and your yes.
2: Hayabusa hooks also come through with that uh, smooth coat finish, mm-hmm. yeah. which really aids with that hook set, mm-hmm. that hook set.
0: I don't think you have to be a uh, braid nerd with it, you know. Uh, I like braid, and me and George both, both like braid because— For that. For that type of fishing and where we fish it in shallow water— Where you're making a bomb cast as far as you can throw it and getting that hook set in the end of those casts, I I I just I don't like you know any other type of line and braid. But guys who are fishing twenty pound braid or or you know I don't think you're gonna get the distance out of the cast.
2: You mean fluorocarbon?
0: I'm sorry, fluorocarbon. I don't think you're gonna get the the distance. You know what? I ate my wife cooked. Yeah, she cooked. I got into Justin like you wouldn't believe, and you know my wife cooked. It's amazing.
2: Let's get you through the show before you have a heart attack and I, die.
0: <laughs> what, one thing that I will say for me, I uh, don't know, if, I don't know if, it, <laughs> I don't know her cooking. Is she trying to kill me? Or, That's funny. Or what, it could be. What the hell? I'm I'm sorry. Excuse me. I'm sorry, it's terrible. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we can move on.
2: Yeah. So uh, our next little tidbit that we wanted to share, we saw a really cool video that our friend Mike McClellan did um, about a swing head. And uh Mike's uh Mike's a great friend of the shop. He's gonna be coming on Tackle Shop Live as soon as his um Bass Pro Tour MLF schedule allows. They're uh they're they're traveling to Lake Palestine, Texas right now. And they have he fishes everything. So why do you,
0: why do you say why do you say Mike McKellen? McClellan. McClellan. Why why wouldn't you say um uh the the this guy right
2: here. Um, oh, the only reason I said Mike McClellan is because he did the video that I watched. Oh, today, okay. That's why I was giving him credit for the video B- that Bitter. He, uh, or, uh, Biffle, uh, Biffle Biffle.
0: Biffle. This is the Biffle head. Oh, George Falls well, Biffle. I mean Biffle is the this is this is he's the one who put this on the map. Eh?
2: Yeah, so Mike McClellan <laughs> did this video today that we were watching. <laughs> and he got me thinking about I'm getting, this I'm getting ready for
0: Coop to get on the, the Elite Series, eh?
2: Um and he was talking about, you know, situations where it's a really good video. It's on Bass Tackle Live, BTL. Okay. Um, and he was talking about situations for the hardhead, and it got me thinking, you know, because Mike and I fish this quite a bit.
0: Yeah. Does he, um, wear, uh, does he wear shorts like Biffle?
2: No. <laughs> but uh, he was dragging this thing. You know what? I'm not even doing a second here. Come, come on, bro. I can't even. I can't even be serious. Oh, no. You you trap you you take out everything. Tra- you trashed said. my my line of thought. There's a hard head for you. I just got. I biff- got it rigged up.
0: I got biffled in my mind with the short shorts and uh, Mike McClellan wearing the short shorts.
2: <laughs> I can't get it
3: out. Come on, bro. You're doing such a no, great I'm, job. I'm,
2: I'm, I'm, I'm out. Uh, of uh, oh, come
3: now. on. Don't, so come George, take that, it over. I will tell. Come on. Bait that you have on there. What? What's that? That's the fighting frog, right? So, that is,
2: that is because he's a big um, um, that, big uh, bite big baits bite, guy, yeah. and he loves dragging the fighting frog on the hard head. Or actually, he uses a Gamagatsu. He actually uses a head that Gamagatsu's bringing out eventually, hopefully while we're still alive. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a tungsten version of the Mustad... Fast tech, okay. So what's really cool about this head is you can put any hook you want on this head. Okay. You yeah. can put you can put that, any any hook you want on this head because it has a yeah. I have one rigged up here somewhere, Corbin. This mess. Oh, here it is. It's on the bait. Oh yeah. No, that's yeah. a hard head. Yeah. No, you George. Oh, I I, I took.
1: I took the hook off. You took the hook out. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah,
2: Yeah, so Gamagatsu's doing their tungsten version of this. And, of course, Mike McClellan's a big Gamagatsu pro. Yep. Um, And the trick with this thing, if I remember correctly, is you start. Yeah. So, you put the eye of the hook down and the point of the hook up. And when you come through the gate.
0: Ooh. Watch your hand. I don't want to be popping another hook out of your hand.
2: It was easier to do when I did it earlier. When you come through you it's it's kinda tight because they don't want the hook popping off on you. You come through this gate here. <clears throat> there we go. Yep, nope, that's not it. So you do it the same direction. So you do it the same direction. So let's undo that. So we're gonna start them like that.
0: Oh, I see. And I hope. Because yeah, it goes all the way around. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. So
2: now, so you start your but eye up and your point up, and when you swivel that <clears> on <throat> there. But the beauty of this system is, and what Mike was saying, was any hook, any hook. Any so hook. some of these pre-made ones, for example, They're, they got
0: some gigantic freaking metal heads on there. The
2: swinging rugby hook. You better be fishing like yeah. the Donkey Kong creature bait. <laughs> yeah, because I mean <laughs> yeah. this look at this that is thing. like a Lake El Salto swivel head. Yeah, you got so
3: much more versatility. Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
0: Well, just think yeah. about it. What you know,
2: people. That's the Tommy Biffle. He, there, he he at least uses a he does a, a reasonable yeah. size. Yeah, happy medium. Hook. It's a it's
0: a shorty hook. <laughs>
2: Like
1: like his shorts? Yeah. Mikey, go ahead. Give us some sound effects on that one. You earned that. Yeah, he's got some.
2: <laughs> Wait. Come on! Exactly. Oh, come on! <laughs> he got the shorty hooks with
0: the
3: shorty shorts. <laughs> oh, my God. But, you know, George, oh the, the reason God. why I asked you about that bait that was on that head is because if if people out there do not – have that bait you better get it because every one of these tournaments that fighting frog is so playing. so drew cook yeah that's a crazy drew, thing cook man
2: won that won the last tournament right Him or benton, and, one of the and, and nobody knows back. about drew cook. It. Yeah. nobody so, knows about it so drew cook wins the santee yeah gets himself a century belt and his buddy drew benton finishes in the top five and they're both flipping the fighting frog and tilapia magic and a couple other well the tournament before that everybody was flipping the fighting frog and tilapia and they have like a scent to them yeah and they have amazing colors
0: yeah and they and do. but the but the legs are real small and thin and 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 they really and ripply and, and they're re- really small and thin yeah, they
2: got they got like some tabs on them but the cool thing is um we had a meeting with our big <laughs> Ain't rep today. me a sec. And he said, "Um, <laughs> here he goes." <laughs> he said they sold like ten thousand packs of fighting frogs in like three days, and they're they're empty. They're out. They got none. They're out. They're out. They're they're out. You know this new world that we live in with no employees. You know they're they're just. They're doing everything in their power to try to make baits. And so it might be a little bit of a puzzle to get the the fighting frog right now um, in the colors that you want. Yeah. But yeah, there's some available. I know sfttackle.com's got a few up, yeah. mm-hmm. up in their house. Up
3: in his hands. And if you <laughs> watched the, the weigh-in today again, Drew Cook was on there, and he goes, I'm keep riding that. That fighting frog, he's, yeah. he's still catching. Them. Oh well, yeah! And
2: the reason it's so good on on a bait like a wobble head. I mean, let's face it. Tommy Biffle trained us, yeah. to fish this bait by taking everybody's lunch money, yeah. Um, with a Biffle bug, yeah, yep. And a Biffle bug is a very <clears throat> kind of plain Jane, but very similar to a creature bait. It's got yeah. some kicking legs on it, um. And it it's a hollow body, it rigs up nice. But what surprises most people about wobble heads? Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about this. So you got the Gene Larue hard head, which kind of started the whole started thing. the whole thing. And yeah. then you know everybody and their brother came out. We've we've got assembled a selection of very good quality ones, like the Strike King jointed structure head. Yep. Um, the VMC swinging rugby head. And there's just a f- yeah. there's absolute ton of them back there. And this Mustad Fast Tech head that we're <clears throat> absolutely in love with. Yeah. But here's the thing that blows most people's minds is the way you fish this, this rig.
0: It's crazy. It's
2: the craziest thing in the you world. You fish it like a crankbait, which yeah. is kind of like – why it ties into this show, sort of.
1: Mikey. Yeah. You,
2: <laughs> you cast a sucker. Now, you can fish it numerous ways. Yeah, right. I mean, I remember KVD saying one time that the jointed structure head, which is their version of the yeah. hard head, swivel head, swing head, whatever, Yeah, uh, has basically replaced a Texas rig for him. Yeah. But the way it's designed to be fished and the way that the master Shorty Shore Biffle fishes yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is cast it out, rod tip down, and bump and grind. Yeah. And you'll notice yeah. a lot of these companies make these in three-quarter, 11 16 You can
0: fish it on in one ounce deep be points, deep flats.
2: Well, and uh, the reason that you want to go heavier than you think is when you start cranking this thing, it wants, it to, wants, pull up. It wants to rise up on you because yeah. the bait's working. Yeah. So, now you can also fish it as a traditional Texas rig, but... For purposes of our discussion,
0: the way that it's meant to be fished is we're talking a slow drag bugging, you know, just reeling it slow across the bottom, and it's just, you know, the guys are saying why the football style head. Well, the football style head creates that
1: it doesn't get stuck as much. Yeah, yeah it doesn't. It, it, it doesn't, doesn't get stuck doesn't. as much,
0: and it creates that that movement, that lifting movement, and lifts it up. It gives it that action. It's it, good on rock. It's, it's, it's yeah. good on rock. It's good on gravel. Tommy um, Biffle
2: calls it bugging.
0: Yeah, bugging. We go on bugging all you know, the, the Malibu. Well, we didn't even bring up the Biffle bug. The Biffle bug is is what he uses, and it's similar to the um, it's it's similar to fighting frog, except for the the appendages are bigger.
2: They have more kick to them, and, and it has and a hollow body. And
0: it has a hollow body, so it's a different. You know, there's something to that that Biffle bug. The Biffle bug, for the longest time, was our top seller. You know, for that.
2: Yeah. So you got your Biffle bugs. You got your. You know, all your. Creature baits. Creature style bait, you know. Yeah. Any anywhere from a sweet beaver to a flapping a fighting frog. And not to mention the rage structure bug, Ugh. which is one of the greatest creature baits I ever made thing. for a multitude of techniques. Yeah. So great, great bait. You know, to recapsulate, you know, we saw this video that our buddy <clears throat> Mike McClellan put out there, and we said, Man, we got to talk about you know, the hard head um, on our show tonight because what a great idea. Yeah. And we had already kind of thought about talking about swimming worms. So we yeah. had to kind of tie that together. And we thought, well, let's tie it together with cranking. So, yeah. And
3: George, I want to ask you something. So, a lot of your viewers maybe not ever tried this before. What time of year do you think would be the best for them to try it?
2: Well, it's pre spawn through fall. So, it's very, very good in the dog days of summer.
3: Great,
0: great for that.
2: Because you're getting a reaction strike. It's not necessarily just a deep technique either.
0: No, you can fish it super shallow.
2: I remember watching Tommy Biffle rule the roost on the Mississippi River in La Crosse, Wisconsin bugging. He was cranking sandbars on the river in the current uh, with his his bug. And he don't play games. He fishes a – he only owns one rod. It's it's a a, a duck,
0: seven and a half flipping stick.
2: No, it's a quantum, seven and a half foot Tommy Biffle yeah. flipping stick, which is also good and useful as a replacement for your power pole spike. Yeah, and if, push if pole breaks. and
0: and a push pole.
2: And he just straight yeah. up just puts the freaking wood to him. Yeah, with everything from a bug to a flip. Yeah, and he just the man just keeps it simple. He has a great system, and I want to thank him for introducing us to yeah the hard head and oh, absolutely because it will flat out catch you a absolutely
0: fish. absolutely
2: so you know next time you go out in your pre-spawn scenario to your spawn scenario and you're and you're not up on the spawning grounds per se but you're on staging areas like points hard spots outside of flats uh
0: it's good for fishing in the wind too rig George. Up,
2: it is because it's a straight line it's thing. a straight line thing rig, rig yourself yeah. one up Yep. And remember the kit, the tip is to go a little heavier than what you think you need. Yeah. And just crank it. Right. Just <clears> let <throat> it sink to the bottom, and just crank it along. And a lot of times, I'll even kind of hold my rod up a little bit as I crank it because it'll slow me down. And, yeah. every, and when I don't feel the bottom, I stop. I let it fall back down.
3: Yeah. George, I take notice that on the head that you can put your own hook on. Yeah. Do you guys recommend a wide gap.
2: No, I put no. that on just as an example. Any hook, I, I any have, hook. Like you for can, you can literally put any hook of any size on there.
0: For those bulky plastics like the 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 fighting frog and the and and you know you know your 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 bug type baits. That's perfect. We like the extra wide gap hook.
2: Four O super line hook.
0: Now there's nothing saying you can't put a. Curly tail worm on the back of that thing. You, there's nothing saying you can't put a speed worm on the back of it and drag it along. You can drag anything you want on that yeah, on can. that head because it doesn't come with a bait on it. It comes without a bait. And and, it, and it's just... It really, you can throw whatever the conditions or whatever the situation allows you to throw. This is this is a technique that is just unheard of uh, uh, good. You know, it's just so unheard of good that... It's good stuff. And people... Are scared of it. They don't. They don't really. They don't know what to do with it. You know. They. They just. But I know a lot of guys. Well, not a lot. I know a few guys around here. That that cash a lot of checks with that thing. They cash a lot of checks with, and they do with it. Just what George says. They fish hard spots with it.
2: Well, that little lake you like to fish where you just won a tournament? Oh, yeah. This is a standby, standardized yeah. technique up there. Yeah.
1: I
3: was actually just thinking
0: uh, I'd that keep that out on a download yeah. if I were you. Yeah. L- L- Leland Hansford, if you're still watching, I know you're a wobblehead machine. Oh, he is. That Leland Hansford, he yeah. sure does. There's a few guys that really fish it hard, and yeah. they
3: have super confidence in it. And it's easy to fish. It really is. And you know yeah. what's funny, Mike, that you say that? Confidence. Uh, I think we say it every week. Every week. How much, how important is that? So I think it's the most important thing. It's the most, it is the most important
0: thing. And if you don't have confidence in something like I didn't have confidence in crankbaiting, I just went out and freaking did it. And now all of a sudden, I'm not 100% confident yet, but I got a hell of a lot more confidence than I did. George is holding up hand sanitizer. All right, we're going to get into some quick, quick tackle Tackle talk. Tackle tackle talk. Um, Well, Henry, who guess makes, what I have? Well, Henry, who makes the um, the head itself is the Mustad Fast Tech. Fast tech uh, right now, but Gamagatsu is coming out with one eventually, so we're going to stock theirs too. It's on order; they just haven't shipped it since what last year.
2: They got attacked by the China flu. Yeah,
0: so but right now we have in stock, and it's limited supply of the Fast Tech football style.
3: Hey, George, whatever do you have there? Bait fuel.
2: Or as I like to call it, rocket fuel. So, the next great entry into the scent wars is from a company. Well, it's a conglomerate of companies. It's called American Bait Works, and they own a lot of the companies that you guys have been fishing forever. They own Net Bait. Mm-hmm. They own a little Canadian company called STH. Absolutely. You're You're going to hear a lot about them because all of their products are going to be enhanced with bait fuel. Um, They own Halo Rods. They own Snag Proof. They own Scum Frogs. Um, In a couple weeks, we're doing a frog show. Wait until you see the innovations they have in their frogs. Just wait. We're going to actually do an autopsy on a frog. To show you what they're doing. But that's for no another no. that's for another day, okay? Tonight we want to talk about bait fuel. Um, the hell is this stuff? bait fuel is a gel type scent. It's also a product that's being used in plastics, as as mentioned. The STH line from NetBait, the pack of slim. Those baits will all be appearing. Oh, a pack of slim. On of our slim. what about the pack of crawl? No. Oh yeah. <sighs> Joey. pack of slim pack of slim those baits will all be appearing enhanced with bait fuel but for now we got the bait fuel we got the we got the the actual gel scent that you can apply you can marinate with um this is big news right here
0: it, it, this is it, this is like groundbreaking this is as big as when Gulp came out.
2: This is kind of like their version at, of Max scent.
0: That George is there. is they
2: firing shells at the Max scent. Uh,
0: right. That's the idea at behind
2: the, it. at the at the the Death Star.
0: That's the idea behind it. So those one, are ones. That's, yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I'm telling Paint you right Paint now. feel. And if you smell it, it doesn't smell like anything. It's a enzyme type of deal.
2: Don't get all biological on us. This mm. is
0: this is a expands the strike zone, creating a potential scent cloud, a potent, I'm not potential, potent scent cloud around the bait. Should I put
2: sh- – This is going to be a big deal in, in the bass fishing it is. world. Like it Max Scent is. is now. Yeah. This is coming after that. Bait fuel. That, so bait fuel is in the house. Yeah. Um, and, you,
0: and you can marinate, Take take the baits you have now, Nick and squirt this in the bag and roll it around and let it sit there and it marinates in the in the plastics mm. and you don't have to worry about stinking your stuff up because it doesn't have a real big odor to it it's a it's the 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 science of it is what it's all about right. it's not the scent
3: s- scent as much as it is the the the, uh, the science of it and you know it's it's funny Scents have been like a topic of discussion for a while yeah and you know many anglers out there might be saying oh yeah let me tell you something when i went as a marshal into the elites. I don't think these elite anglers would do anything that's going to waste their time. And each one of them took time out of their day when the bite was tough. Yeah. And they go, they're, they're putting scent on. Yeah. And so it is definitely. Oh, yeah. A deal. He's the guy right here that got me using scent again.
0: Corbin. Uh, I mean, it was, it was like, you know, I got my ass kicked and I and, and could see it happen right in front of me. Until I started putting that on, and and then my, we, then it was game on. Yeah, but there's not you don't need to use it all the time. But I'm telling you right now, there's times where it makes a huge difference. It does huge difference.
3: And you it guys does. did bring up a good thing. I mean, you can marinate your baits. Oh yeah, and it, well, you don't have to waste time putting yeah. It on.
2: Yeah, if you check out the bait fuel uh, website, or if you have a bottle, you can scan their QR code. But they recommend marinating your baits in your in your bag. Yeah. Um, very good stuff. It's an eight ounce bottle. It's nine ninety nine, and it is and
0: and and Corbin, fire. You should be good at this. You have to shake it vigorously. You should be really good at this, Corbin. Okay, just say I'm, I'm not married. Vig, vigor, vig, vigor vigorously.
1: <laughs> I'm not married, Mikey. I don't know where you're going with that. I don't. I don't shake Miller Lights. Um, no, uh, smell not, of gel is usually now frozen. listen.
0: There's a. Ton- <laughs> I, there's a ton of this in the bottle. This is a huge bottle. It's heavy. It's got a lot of it in here. This is a 8-ounce uh, eight eight bottle, and it's nine ninety nine. So, so,
2: that's your bait fuel.
0: It's online right now. You can go to our website, a sfttackle.com, a lot, and pick it up. There's going
2: to be a lot more bait fuel discussion in the future. Uh, we are awaiting the full STH line of drop shot baits.
0: Yeah, Rob... Uh, That
2: will be enhanced with the bait field. Yeah,
0: scent. When does scent make a big difference? Cold weather, tough conditions, high pressure. High pressure. When the fish just aren't biting, or you know, you just feel like that the bite really slipped away. um, You can trigger bites with scent, and I'm telling you, if you if you don't believe me. Uh, then you're making a big mistake because I was that man. I never used it. I never. I thought it was a waste of time, and and then I was schooled many many times over. Now, now, when we're fishing tough conditions, we all dip into our 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 sense and and um. we this is this bottle right here is going in our boat. We're gonna try it out. And see, really, if yeah, it's di- going in mine too. Yeah, right? if, if this makes a difference. Um, but they're making such a big deal about this, and they and they kept it secret so long that. I know this isn't going to be a joke. This is going to be just like that MaxScent stuff, you know. And um, I'm telling you, you you can smell that.
3: It just doesn't smell like anything. And, Mike, it's funny. Well, it's not funny, but people will say, you know, does it make a difference? Look how MaxScent has just cleared the shelves of MaxScent. Yeah. It does make a huge difference. I'm telling you. scent. if you can marinate your baits with it.
0: Listen, there's a lot of times you can go out there and you never need to put it on. There's a lot of times where the fish are, you know, very aggressive. It doesn't matter if you, you know, sometimes color doesn't even matter. You know, know, there's times where scent doesn't make a difference, but I'm telling you right now, I've seen it firsthand over and over and over. All the days I I have on the water, and the guys who take the time to put that on, the bites they're getting compared to the bites that guys aren't putting it on or won't take the time to put it on, Mm -hmm. and it's unbelievable. Or the bite is just super tough, and you start using this stuff, and then all of a sudden you start getting beat you know, bites again, you get all of a sudden start getting these bites yep. and it's not just coincidental because it happens. So it happens so many times over and over and over, over, uh, for me, it was, it's been seven, eight years now, Corbin. I think that, that I really started using it again. It was about seven, yeah. seven years ago. I remember the day. Exactly. I know exactly when it was. I know exactly when I was brought over to the scent side again, but, um, George is always, was always a big scent guy and, and, uh, took the time to put it on and,
3: it makes a difference. It and really the other, does. The other thing that's really cool with something like that is not only will it help you when the bite's tough, but if you are getting bites and you're missing fish, they might hold on to it a little bit longer. Yeah. Which turns that bite into better hook sets. Yeah.
2: I don't think it can hurt you. Um, in my experience, there's a lot of times when it don't make a damn bit of difference. A lot. But when it does make a difference, it's unbelievable. You it it sure different. are glad you have it's, it. It's unbelievable. Um, I would say, I would say at the very least, if you are diligent about using scent, it can be a great masking agent. Uh, but as far as like trying to put a number on the percentage of success with scent versus not scent or the situations, I mean, it definitely can enhance a really tough day of fishing. But, I mean, I use it. I believe in it. I'm not religious with it. Um, I, really, I really use it in dirty water, and I really use it in cold water. Um, I think it helps when the bite is there but maybe marginal a little bit. But at the very least, it can be a masking agent. You know, maybe you filled your boat with gas that morning. Maybe, you know, whatever. Um. Yeah, you can you can go down this path for a million years. I mean, we've all fished and seen days where you know you're fishing a draw tournament or a partners tournament, and you are whacking them and stacking them, and your partner's not, and you give him some scent, and he starts catching them because yep. it was a difference maker. Yep. I mean, does that happen a lot? No. Yeah. But when it happens. It's pretty special. It is. Right. So, the scent – I mean, I think the scent debate will rage on forever.
0: Yeah, it, it always does.
2: But to next point, the Elite Series guys, they're using it on a pretty regular basis on, yeah. on, on tournament day. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Not because it's just something to do.
3: And it's interesting you say that, George, because when you're with these guys, there's things they do that you see as a marshal or whatever – That you don't see on TV. Yeah. But when you see them for real, you know that they can't waste a move. Yeah. There's no... Oh, I know. This isn't for show. This isn't for TV. Yeah. And when you see them do it, it just makes you think to yourself, ooh, there's got to be... When you see multiple guys doing it... Oh, I know, man. I've been with them. I've been with them. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, uh, you got anything else, Corbin?
1: Negative, Ghost Rider.
0: All
3: right, man. Um... Nick, what do you think? You, I, I got a question for you guys. Are you guys going fishing this weekend? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God damn right. <laughs> yeah. We have uh, an
0: opportunity, possibly a window, to get down to the Potomac, Nick. Nice. River's going to blow out this weekend. It's going to go to eight, nine-foot mud. Ten. And uh, I think we're going to make uh a, a executive decision to run to the Potomac. And the bite's on down there. And and George has
3: been waiting to stretch those legs of that
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
2: That skeeter needs to rock. uh,
0: Skeeter needs needs to stretch his legs big time. And uh, so we might just pile in the truck at 4 o'clock, mose your way down there, stop the steakhouse, get a nice steak, you know. (laughs) Get back to the room, kick back for a little bit, get up in the morning, and just freaking have at it.
2: Set the Potomac on fire.
0: Yeah. So they're catching a lot of fish down here right now. The temp's up, the grass is growing good, so that's gonna be interesting. The speed worm's probably gonna come out for this one.
2: We're gonna stay all next week too. The shop will be closed <laughs> next week. Kate's running. It's gonna be eighty three days Yeah, in Caitlin. Row I I know
0: Caitlin's listening. So Caitlin, you got the shop next week. If yeah. we get on a good bite, Kate who boys. knows who knows when we're coming home. <laughs> next, next week's
2: temperatures are mid to upper seventies here. Sun. Which is like eighty down there. Probably yes. catch hundred and fifty fish a day.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's That'll be, be a nice. great trip though for
3: you guys if you if you get to do that. Uh, I know. I'm hoping. How about you, Nick? You gonna get out? Yeah, I'll get out. I'm actually mm. going out tomorrow afternoon. I there's a, a youngster that's local to me, and, and he said, you know, Nick, I'd really like to get out there fishing. I said, let's do it. So after school, I'm gonna pick him up. We're gonna go fishing and uh try to try to catch him. So I'm sure yeah. I'm sure the rest of the weekend I'll get out there with my son and, and do some things like that too. So yeah. it should be a fun weekend. Yeah, absolutely. And and Let's not forget. Let's get it done, Greg. Keep going.
0: Absolutely, you got to keep
3: keep cheering on uh,
0: GDP, our guy. Uh, I know he's uh, probably in bed right now, sleeping.
1: Eating pasta, probably.
0: Oh, he might be eating pasta, but you know, uh, cheer him on. Put him in your thoughts for tomorrow. Watch, you know, watch the show and and, and cheer him on as it goes on. I'm I'm uh, I'm hoping that uh, I know he's just gonna he's gonna power through everything and whatever weather throws throws on him he'll power through it and come in with a nice big bag
3: again. So you know, go Greg, go. Um, Sounds like if I was Greg, yeah. I'd be at that concert like feeding as many beers <laughs> as I could to everybody. All yeah. right, exactly.
0: <laughs> right? With it with a rattle trap tied on. That's exactly right. <laughs> so, absolutely. Well, thank you, everybody, for stopping by another edition of Tackle Shop Live. We appreciate yep. it very much. And we will catch you on the next edition at, here at the shop, Thursday nights at 7 o'clock, every Thursday night at 7 o'clock. And we'll check you then. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah. i make oh, you want a
2: sunny day. Right there, you took my breath away, how young and pretty was it just a dream? The next day you called me up, you told me I'm your little buttercup, you came over and you fell into my arms,
3: well I know what I feel, please tell me I love it. of you a long blonde hair and your beautiful smile your sense of humor makes it all worthwhile